Okay, well, here we are. Salt Lake sit down number 26. It's currently now 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And how's your guys' week gone and how's your weekend going? Let's have a look at some things here. Let's have Atham, what's up? Max, morning. Uh, Stream Elements is doing some weird shit. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, guys. So, let's talk about coronavirus. <laughs> or more specifically, uh, one of the things that I think is hilarious that's going on right now is the, the run on toilet paper. Guys... This is like the the tulip crisis or whatever it was back. God, when when the hell was it? It was a while back. But there was this thing where the tulip crisis came along and and tulip bulbs and tulips got to be considered these rare exotic things. And so people started buying them and going nuts with it for whatever reason. You're, you know what, Max? I actually kind of have one. I'll, I'll show it to you. How about that guy? There's your, there's your morning or daytime uh, background. But... Uh, With the whole tulip thing, the tulip bulbs and tulips got priced right out of the market because people went nuts for it. Same thing is happening with toilet paper, apparently, according to mainstream media and social media. I guess everyone's scared that they won't be able to wipe their ass. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh Anyway, it's funny. I tweeted about this, and I'm going to throw a link in the chat here. I actually wrote about this, not coronavirus or making a run on toilet paper, but it does deal with toilet paper. And it's something me and my now ex-girlfriend did a couple of years ago, and I'm still actually doing it to this day. Uh, she did it because she wanted to reduce her carbon footprint. She wanted to be more green and earth friendly because that's kind of chick crack like crystals and, and tarot cards and uh, horoscopes are. You know, it's kind of up there with climate change and all that. But she, uh, 
wanted to do it for that reason where me i looked at it initially when she first said hey let's do this i was like you're out of your fucking mind <laughs> to to use old t-shirts and whatnot as a way to wipe your butt but uh yeah no shit max bless her heart no shit <laughs> uh and you're right, the guy uh, not dri the guy driving the Prius is still not getting laid. This is true. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course she is. She's either white or she's Indian. Dot, not feather. Because that's what I've encountered with that particular crowd. Uh, anyway, so... She decided, you know, I humored her. It's like, fine, go ahead and cut up some of my old T-shirts and some of yours and turn them into butt wipes because that's what family cloths really are. They're butt wipes. But I realized she was on to something and not for the green reasons, not for the environment. For me, it was all about cost saving. It was like, these actually work. They're just as good, if not better than toilet paper. And I don't have to go to the store every however often and buy another 12 pack or whatever of toilet paper. Guys, I haven't had to buy toilet paper other than like a four pack about every six months or so because I have two bathrooms and I put toilet paper on the rolls for both of them. That way, if I haven't washed them or if uh, guests come over, I'm not going to force them to use what I use. But beyond that, I haven't had to buy toilet paper in like three years now. It's turned into quite the savings. And now that there's a run on toilet paper, I can sit back and laugh. Balthazar, how are you, buddy? Yep. Uh, it, it is, uh, it's fun. Uh, so I think it's interesting that for whatever reason, people are going after toilet paper instead of things that actually matter. That kind of shows you, if you think about it, guys, both social media and mainstream media <laughs> made yourself anti <laughs> well at least in the toilet paper department i have but it, it goes to show guys that all you have to do to understand how ridiculous both mainstream and social media have become is follow what the the herd the masses what are they doing they're buying toilet paper and they're being told wash your hands have we really gotten to that point, guys, that we don't wash our hands? It, has that become something that we really need to do that? Because that's kind of crazy. All right. Let's see something here. So yeah, 
that's when you see the shit that people don't care about, but that's what media manipulators and social media in general and the mainstream media is telling you to do. Not only is it a distraction, but to me, it's it's what the 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 manipulators and the uh, the the mainstream media think of us. This is what they think of us. Oh, you dipshits will buy it. Go get toilet paper and wash your hands because you're too stupid to wash your own hands. Here we go. Yep, best thing about the red pill, no longer a sheep. And it's kind of crazy when you... You, you, when you kind of unplug and you find other guys, you, you can have the, the assumption sometimes, cause I went through it where you, you kind of end up dealing with the same type of guys with a lot of the same outlooks, the same knowledge. You, you kind of think everybody's like that after a while. And yet the truth is most people are not. And it's, uh, it's a, it's, it can be disconcerting and it can be a little disheartening when you realize, you know, I don't know what the percentage would be. I definitely think it's lower than the 80, 20 per rule, the, the Pareto or Pareto principle, whatever it's pronounced. I definitely think the idea of guys being unplugged is a much lower amount I would say maybe 10% if that. Oh, absolutely, Max. Uh, I still get things wrong. There's no doubt. It's You still learn. You still figure things out. And so I think that's one of the big differences in, in some ways, too. It's... We're able to get it wrong. Oh, hey, looky here. I got I got someone that wants in. Hello. Look who's here. Look who's here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Jack, how the hell are you? Ah, God damn it. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Light isn't that great, but uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Hit a PR today, so that's always good. Nice. I was just telling the guys in the chat, uh, we were talking about uh, the toilet paper run and how stupid that is. And we were just kind of talking, I was at least rambling on about the idea that when you unplug and you start seeing the bullshit for what it is, and then you end up finding other guys like you, me, uh, you can get caught up with all of those guys that you associate with and, and you make the incorrect assumption because I've done it, that more people are unplugged. More mm. people are aware they're, they're seeing the, the lies. And when you, when you get on like social media or you go into the, the workforce, because I know you and I have talked about this on Red Evening. You, you go out into the workforce and you hear the dipshits have their talks <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what? Why can't we forgive student debt? Right. You know, why can't we, for, why can't we do that? And why can't we all just get along and just be yourself? And, and, and it, it's, it's kind of a wake up 
to to me at least when I look at it and I'm like, whoa, what? Not everybody's not everybody's unplugged yet. Not everybody's. You know, and I know that not everybody's unplugged. No, that's probably never going to happen until we have an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But I, I make the erroneous assumption all the time that more people are unplugged than they really are. And and it's always a wake-up call when I look at mainstream media and even social media to a large degree and see the absolute stupidity of what people are worrying about and focusing on. And, and it's like, I was telling the guys in the chat, mm-hmm. uh, I was telling them, you know, this is what the controllers, the manipulators, the, the, the masters of the media, this is what they think of us and not just you and me and these guys in the chat, but people in general, the unwashed masses, you know, that if we're going to worry about, uh, you know, you should run out and get toilet paper and wash your hands. What, what are they saying about us? They're saying that we're children and that we're stupid. Well, I mean, the majority of people are children, to be very, very, very honest. And what I mean by that is when you look at the default reaction of people, it's just childish it's childish and i just want to say for some odd reason our discussions are way better here than on red morning red Uh, evening sorry i i disagree with you on that last part but by all means continue but okay you have to realize that that the majority of people have been led they have been led. Their hand was held through their life. Yes. Like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Yada, yada. But then the parents, which in this case is either the TV or the government or you name it. Who did I tell that today? A friend of mine. I told him today, like, Marx won. Marx won. It was always his idea to replace parents with the state. Mm-hmm. did it. He did it. It was slowly, but surely. We, we, and especially me, I've been ranting and raving about parents not raising their kids, things like that. And that's mainly because they've destroyed the economy to such a point that, well, not necessarily destroying the economy. I mean, the economy has been growing a bit, but they have indoctrinated mankind to such an extent that they need to keep spending Mm. and that they need more than they need. And what you're going to get then is that they have to be able to finance their spending instead of their living. And that's perfectly indoctrinated. I mean, that's brainwashing right there. It worked perfectly. Because what is the default reaction you get these days? Oh, uh, a two-parent household needs a double income. No, it doesn't. You just need to live a bit smaller. Yeah. Stop buying stupid shit. And stop buying stupid shit. It's a very boomer thing to, instead of living to your needs, 
buying crap to fill your living space. Know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it's. I'm glad you actually brought that up. Um, my dad, who is a boomer, and not just in the okay boomer, he, he is. He he's a fucking boomer. He that's the generation. He's he'll be seventy in about a month. That meme and, described so much more than it meant to do. <laughs> it really hey, Red, did. What's up? Hey, Red Crusaders here. But really, that meme just just described everything you feel about those people. Like, no, stop spending more than you earn. No, stop filling up that space just because you have space. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things I we were talking about, me and my dad, uh, he's been focusing. He always kind of has, but he's really been focusing on his own mortality lately. Hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, he's always kind of done it to one degree or another, but he's he's really ever since my mom died, he's really been kind of focusing on his mortality. Mm -hmm. OK, I was hoping. Hoping that he would kind of see like you and I have seen that it's not about things, it's about people. OK, mm -hmm. uh, no, he's doubled down and he's bought a bunch of shit that when he dies, if he still has this shit, which chances are he will, it's going to fall on me to deal with that shit. Oh, God. Uh, you know, like uh, about uh, four or five months ago, he went out and bought a side-by-side, -side, which is an off-road vehicle for, for anyone that doesn't know. They're like, think of a, what is called the brand a Razor but it's his isn't a razor, but it's an all-terrain vehicle. It seats too. You can go off-roading in it type of thing. It, it's, it's, it's an ATV. Hmm. He decided to get one because when he was married to my mom, when she was alive, she didn't like to do any of that camping, off-roading, all that kind of shit. She was a ninny. She didn't like to do anything like that. So the, the few things he had when they first met and were married and whatnot, they used to go like snowmobiling and uh, mudding in trucks because he had some off-road type of truck setups. Mm -hmm. Well, he got rid of all of that because my mom bitched and moaned and didn't want to do it. So he gave it up, which, you know, big mistake, but that's what he did. Well, he's kind of now getting back to all of that, which... I understand that he's doing the things he wants to do now that she's gone and he can do whatever he wants. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get back into all this, but they also incur a price tag. Okay. Now, granted, he's not getting himself into debt. It's not like he's going out and buying one of these machines or, and I'm going to get to the next purchase he made recently. But it's not about him incurring debt because he's not. He's he's paying for these things in full. He's got the money to do it. But it's things. So he buys an ATV, uses it once. Now it's sitting in the garage. Mm -hmm. He's debating on whether he wants to sell it or not, but he's going to hold on to it at least for this year to see how much how much more he uses it or not. Well, then he went out just like two weeks ago and bought himself a recreational vehicle, a camper, an RV. My God. So that he could, uh, yeah, so he could go camping. What's up, Skelton? 
Uh, and I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, so now you bought yourself an RV so that you can go camping twice a year and you can put your ATV in the trailer that he built. I'll give him credit on that one. He built his own trailer. So that only cost him time and, you know, parts to, to build the thing. But it's like, okay, so now you're going to drag around your ATV and your RV maybe two, maybe three times a year. And when you die, unless you sell this stuff off beforehand, these are things that now I'm going to have to deal with. Rather, I keep them, which is highly unlikely. Or I want to get rid of them and, you know, whatever capital gains I get from the sale of said items, it's, it's going to be a headache that I'm going to have to deal with, mm -hmm. which yes, that's selfish. I admit it, guys. I'm looking at it going, God damn, he's got a house full of shit that I'm going to have to go through. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I don't have, I don't have brothers or sisters or siblings that, we get to fight over the goods or, or parcel them out. It's all on me. I get to figure it out. And part of me is like, God, all I really want to do, dad, is take all your shit, put it in a pile on the driveway and set it on fire <laughs> because you're still doing. Really? You're going to Disneyland. Jesus skeleton. Okay. I've never been to Disneyland. <laughs> One day I hope to go. <laughs> I always wanted to go as a kid, but I, I'm, I'm actually very glad it never happened. Now that I think of it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> they didn't serve beer in Paris Disneyland, so my mom would have been desperately miserable. <laughs> uh, well, I, and I went as a kid, and I went once in my twenties, and fuck, it was a joke. And, and I, I don't, you know, I mean, some people that's their thing and okay, cool. If that's your thing, you know, uh, okay, here we go. All right. So there he goes. He's doing it with his kids. So, okay, cool. You know, that's uh, fine. You, you want to spend time with your girls or your boys or both and go to Disneyland. Cool. Uh, oh. I'm not going to totally shit on Disneyland. Speaking about Disney, hold on. Hey, Skelton, you, you're going to have to go back. If you are if you haven't been watching from the beginning, you're going to have to go back and watch the very intro uh, of the show today because I was talking about Corona. And so, but I was talking more about toilet paper as far as people making the run on it. So you're going to have to check that out. My room is a museum. Seriously. No, Red Crusader, you're right. I don't have to fight over it. Uh, I watched that. I watched my dad and his siblings fight over grandma and grandpa's stuff when both of them passed. Uh, so, yes, you're right. I count my blessings in that sense that I'm, I'm not going to have to go to war with people. Everything defaults to me, considering my mom's dead and I don't have siblings. It's all mine. I'm luckily I'm lucky enough. My brother hate my father's furniture. He hates my father's got a Chesterfield couch and two um two chairs, two of those lounge chairs. Yeah. And well, that's that's gonna be mine. 
I'm like, nope, that's mine. <laughs> and my brother absolutely hates it. And I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> but speaking about Disneyland, look what I got. Oh, what is this? I, the, I don't know. I mean, it's just a, a what's it called? Burago? Quality made in Italy. It's a Burago model of a Mercedes-Benz SSK with Mickey Mouse in it. It's a, oh. it's a Disney line, and I, I, I never got this out of the box. It's over 10 years old. Yeah, I wouldn't take that out of the box. That no, could, that this, could right? sell to some fucking collector, one of the plugged in still for probably a no, nice penny. No, but seriously, look how dusty oh, this thing is. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I just never took it off. I never took it off the counter. How old is this thing? Nice. I don't even know how old this is. Hey, check it out. I'll be right back, Jack. Yeah, I'll talk to the people. Hello, my people. I still don't know how old this is. I want to find out. It's not that valuable, by the way. I looked it up. I, I could maybe get, I don't know, 30, 35 euros for it. But it's a nice model. I also have a silver stormtrooper lego figure which is a magnet that's a bit that's worth a bit more seriously i have my my chambers is such a weird mix of everything like i've got my lego ships i've got my squad rack then i have my bookcase that has lego ships tell us about the pr oh um that was 117 and a half kilos times four. So I don't know how much that is in pounds. 17.5 kg in LBS. So what's that? Oh, that is 259 pounds times four on the squat. That that was the PR. Nice. Yeah, well, I hope to manage three fifteen this year. Uh, you'll do it. You're you're a determined young man. Yeah, well, that's true. And after that, I'm kind of done with powerlifting. God, God, man, it is. <sighs> Every time you get under that bar, you're just like, please, please don't break me. Ah, <laughs> uh, so hey, uh. Without, I don't want to reveal too much to the guys in the chat, but are we going to do that thing on Friday night that uh, you tweeted, or I, yeah. I started the tweet and you yeah. brought it up and, and the one guy got involved in that conversation too? Yes. yes. Is he going are. to be a part of it? I don't know if he's going to be a part of it. Okay. I could ask him, but seriously, this thing is getting out of hand. Like one, two, three, four. I mean... It's it's all the way to the ground and beyond. Ever since I started this, I've been stealing them from them. <laughs> my my panty uh, thing. Yeah. What do you want to call it? I don't even know how to call this thing. But I'm it's, not even sure what the hell it is either. I just I just not them together. What it reminds me of when I, when I first saw it, when you first brought me on the show, 
-hmm. what it reminded me of, uh, and if you ever get a chance to watch it, I, I recommend you do just, just because the, the quality, the sound quality is great and the video quality. Now, granted, this was probably what year were you born? 1990. Oh shit. This was, this was around even before you were born. Then <laughs> you need to check out, um, kiss did a live concert back when they took off the makeup. Really? And I believe it was called, uh, live and uncensored or something like that. It was the animalized tour. So this would have been like in 85. Okay. Mm -hmm. The video quality, for, you know, compared to today's standards, the video quality is horrible compared to today. But back then, it was really good quality. But there's there's a point through the majority of this concert where you see Paul Stanley's microphone stand, his boom stand, and he's got bras and panties all hanging off it and tied to it, and there's points he's putting them in his mouth and shit and when i saw your setup there i i was literally thinking about that concert watching that show mm -hmm. so you ought to check that out oh i will it's become kind of a thing like this one was just because my main plate kept it here or no she didn't keep it here she forgot and i was like well it is now for all the world to see your shameful behavior of leaving your stuff at my place and that was a bit of a joke. This one is, well, kind of the same story. This one's Adler's, even. And uh, she forgot it, too. This one I took. This one I took. This one I was given as a token of wasting my time. Yeah, she was here, and she had to cancel the first date. And I was like, okay, fuck off. <laughs> And then she came and I was like, well, I'm taking that. And she was like, why? Because you showed up late. She was like, well, that sounds fair. <laughs> and this one I ripped apart last night from a older plate who texted me again. And I was like, well, don't have anything from you yet. So just as might, might as well just take it. But now it just lies on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking about what if what if I could just make this thing that long that it will reach the outer end of my room? Goals. Life goals. Yeah. Well, that'd be pretty amazing. Wouldn't it though? But there is one thing. This is one, the red one. I didn't bang that one. I got a blowjob from that one, but it was like 11 p.m. at night. And we were doing red evening, like for me, 6 a.m. in the morning. And I was laying there and I was like, I could wait for about 15 minutes to half an hour and get the notch. Or I could just go home and have a proper night of sleep. So I went home. <laughs> well, you, you hit a point. I mean, you, you called it first Chad problems. Oh, yeah. And and <laughs> that is one of them. I've, I've done that, too, where it's like, okay, do I go out? and deal with the bullshit, deal with the nonsense, deal with whatever it is, which, you know, sometimes, yeah, I will. It's that's part of life. Mm -hmm. But then there's other times where it's like, nah, I, I think I'm going to just stay home and sleep. Yeah. Or I'm going to read a book or something. You know, I'm not, it's like, eh, you can come over here. 
you can come over here when you're good and goddamn ready. When you know, let me know, and and, I'll, and if I'm available and interested, I'll hey, come on over. But otherwise, eh, I I got shit to do. Mostly, and it 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 does come from a state of abundance. It, it the, does. The nonchalantness comes from a state of abundance, and. Well, maybe we should focus more on how to get there. I was so proud. I was so proud. A while back, I had a guy who had a coaching call with me, and and he got laid. And it was his first time, and I was like, yes, he did. First time he got laid? Yeah. How old was this guy, just out of curiosity? 27, I believe. For real? Yeah, and I got him laid, and I was like, oh. yes. And I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I just wow. I just got him there. I, am, I introduced him to some stuff, and that it's not all that hard or mysterious. And I, he texted me, and I was like, oh, I finally got it done. I was like, yes. Cool. Well, you know what? I mean, that is, that is cool. Uh, me saying wow is – maybe it's my age. Maybe it's my experience. I, I don't know. But when, when I think of, you know, the 30-year-old virgin, mm -hmm. or in this case, the 27-year-old virgin. I know what you mean. I'm like, wow, I lost my virginity at 18. And, and to me, I was a late bloomer. Ha, I was you 17. There you go. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay, Most guys that I knew back in the late 80s, early 90s, by the time I had actually had sex, these guys were already knee deep in it. Really? And so that, well, at least that's what they said. You huh. know, as I've gotten older and I can look back on some of it and you recognize certain things where it's like, yeah, they're probably some of these guys. Yeah. Some of them guys, I know they were legit. There's others that eh, maybe they were full of shit. Man, do you remember that getting kissed by a girl meant something? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I remember when that was a big deal. I mean, I still see guys now uh, on Twitter and whatnot, and they talk about the the number clothes and the, the, the kiss clothes and, and all of that. And, and maybe I've gotten so fucking jaded or whatever that to me it's like, None of that shit matters unless, you know, I mean, I guess it depends on what your goal is. Okay, if your my goal friend. is to get a phone number, fine, then you succeeded. If your goal is to get a kiss, fine, then you succeeded. But let's be honest. Your fucking goal is to get laid. Yeah, That's, that that's why we learn game. That's why we do what we do. And I'm not trying to shit on pickup guys or new guys. I'm not. No, no, no. But, but, but a kiss close to me isn't anything. No, it, I, it, I've it. had plenty of girls make out with me uh, recently and when I was younger and it went nowhere. Oh, and it's like, right. you know, and so to me, it's like, you know, do what I, I don't, I don't count that as any kind of a major achievement for me when my ultimate goal is to get laid. It's like, did I get the notch? No. All right. Well, you know, I mean, granted, I approached, I got the number, I got her to come out. She didn't flake. We had a few laughs. We had a drink. We went from here to there to the other place and we made out for a while and then eh, it happens. Well, the thing is, and with, with number closes and things like that, 
that Marcus Aurelius quote just hit me where the problem is not that we aim too high and fail, but that we aim too low and succeed. Like if you aim for the number and you get the number, you completely miss the point. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I told you about past week, I got a number. I even got the nudes. I got her hot and heavy. Last moment, she's like, oh, well, it is a very long distance. I'm like, really? So getting a number, whatever, doesn't mean crap anymore. You need to be in front of her if you actually want it to mean something. So, yeah, I got a number. Well, big whoop. I can get a number within two minutes. It's not that hard. Although I have to say my approach rate has been abysmal lately. But, yeah, when you have, when you have a good main play and you have – some on the side here and there, it's kind of like, meh, meh, you look okay, but you have a resting bitch face. Like, I have a girl at home who may is may or maybe not as pretty as you, but at least she smiles. Like, <laughs> that will gut you a long way, lady. Oh, yeah. But it it blows me away, and and I don't necessarily look at it like, like guys that aren't getting, you know, that are 27 year old virgins or 30 year old virgins. I don't necessarily, I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking at them like, wow, you're pathetic or you're bad or what. It's not about that anymore. When I was younger, I could look at that and go, wow, wow, you must really suck. You know, where now I look at it and it's just like, wow, this is, this is where we are. Because I know what it was like back in my 20s and you wake up every day with a hard on and and that's all that you're thinking about. And I can only imagine how frustrating it is to not only think about it and not get it when you've had it, but it's that fantasy that the blue pill creates for us of, you know, sex is going to be magical and mystical and the earth is going to shake and fireworks are going to go off and all that shit. And you haven't had it yet. And so you're even more invested in that thought, invested in that, that, that delusion, that fantasy. And, and you you're beating yourself up when you see your friends and your, uh, and guys, you know, they're, they got women or they're going out and getting pussy and yet you're not. And it just becomes this kind of a, this downward spiral. I know what you mean. You know, you're so focused on everything and you don't, it, you don't know what, you're missing if you've never had it. Right. And that's really something I want uh, because I have a special guest on Tuesday. I won't say who yet. Mm. You'll find out. But that's a guy who has everything. And I'm wondering, at what point will you be like, I have enough? Everything after this is just extra. And I'm wondering what the point before that is like at which point where you were like, where you're like, okay, everything after this is just extra. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've, 
I've can I, I've never put it in the words you just did, but I've thought about that as well. Mm-hmm. And and when is when is enough? And obviously, it's going to be different for every guy. Every guy is going to be different. There there can be a guy that dude. I've had two women, and that's enough. Yeah. Or whatever it is, I made X amount of dollars, and that's enough. And then there's going to be other guys that it's never enough. And that's the part you have to be a little careful because it's like, okay, you know, there's, there's never too many notch counts, which I'm kind of in a way, kind of in that boat that it's like, you know, um, that guy, uh, better bachelor. Yeah. You turned me on to his, uh, his stuff. He he's, he's entertaining good. as hell. He's, he's entertaining as hell. Did you see yep. his latest one about the, uh, and I know Rolo has addressed it early on with his, in his first book and in his earlier blog posts, but he talked about the myth of the lonely old man. Did you yeah. see uh better bachelor's take on that? Yeah. Where he's like, um, I think I know which one you mean, but he, it's a returning message where he's like, guys, don't chase it. If it happens, it's happened and it's all cool, but there are better and more important things out there. And well, it starts, and I thought about this yesterday, because I don't know if I may say this, but I, I've never had a girl of a specific ethnic background. And I'm like, oh, that, I'm interested in that. But yesterday I thought about it. I was like, will it feel any differently than all the ones I've had before? Like, or is it all just ego investment? Well, and there you have it. Okay. Um, like I said, every guy is going to have a different number, whether it's money, things, uh, pussy, whatever it is, you know, everyone's going to have their own number in their mind. Or I like to think like, I, I never had a number per se, like, well, when I get to 20, or I get to 30 or I get to 50 or whatever it is. I I never like gave it that much thought. It was more, this isn't enough until one day I was like, ah, well, this all kind of feels the same. Uh, You know, uh, like Skelton said, it's kind of about quality in a way, if you want to call it that it's more than just about the notch nowadays. And, 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 and I don't feel the need to, you know, like, oh, well, I, I need to get more to, to brag to my buddies or whatever, or that somehow that mystical 35 is, is the magic number. It, it became for me, it's, it's like, eh, all right, well, you know, she was pretty much the same as the next one. Uh, she might've been a little more. Uh, enthusiastic. She might've been a little more energetic. She might've been a little more acrobatic. Uh, You know, she might've had a little more kink going on depending on, you know, what we were doing. She might've been a little more into that, but otherwise it it all kind of felt the same, you know, as far as dick and vagina goes. Mm -hmm. And, And that's when, you know, it was just like, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, I don't need to worry about my notch like I did before, Mm, but there, there was no magic number for me. It was just, 
I've had enough to kind of know that, yeah, this is pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but you know what the weird thing is? And I just thought about that. There are two things I thought about. I wanted to uh, bring up, do you remember the time where you could just go four times in a row? Things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was age. It isn't. Because, looking back at this, this one is the 19-year-old I told you about. Yeah. Who, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Ah. But she was... I don't know, man, but she just hit a nerve with me where I was like, that took me back. That just took me back like three times in a row. And I was like, I haven't been able to do three times in a row for years. And here she is getting me on, get me going. I'm like, it really isn't the notch. No it's the person. And if it you're is. lucky, if you're lucky, you used to marry that one person right away if you were lucky. Majority isn't. Majority really isn't. Yeah, 80% plus isn't. No, 80% plus isn't. But nowadays, you and I are in are in the um, situation where we are able to test them out more. Yeah. Unfortunately... Most girls you get have been ran through like a uh, god damn it, man, like a soccer team has been through that, <laughs> fortunately enough. But I really think, like, I wouldn't say quality because I really don't believe in the quality woman. I no, that's 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 masturbation right there. But that's, that's a cope. But there. There are women, and it's not a unicorn thing. Everybody has his, has his, or her has his taste. Yeah, you have your it, preference. You have your yeah. your your thing. I but, got mine. But if you have that girl who really hits all the points on the list when it comes to preference, and she's hot and heavy and enthusiastic. And knows how to goddamn deep throat, which was weird by a 19-year-old, but okay. <laughs> I digress. You, you don't need more. Of course, the, the chase is always better than the catch. Yes. But when you're fulfilled, you're not missing out. You're not missing out if you're fulfilled. Like when you hear guys like, oh, I have a hundred notch count and blah blah blah. At a certain point, I'm like. So after a hundred, you still haven't found someone who can actually fill all of your preferences, or maybe you did and you lost her. Hmm. That could be happening too. Or you just like Roosh, and that's my opinion on Roosh. I respect him. I really do. Even now that he's found the gold pill, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to pick on you. But I've said it before. I think that the hole he was trying to fill inside of him he tried to do it with sex and now that he's finally found out that sex wasn't the thing that could satisfy him he's turned to religion yeah and you need to be aware of that as a guy you really do you really need to be aware of that as a guy why can't i be like this on red evening seriously <laughs> <laughs> my god man 
why can't I be so deeply philosophical in there? Maybe it's the morning. But what I mean by that is guys will not find this out unless they've been to the beaches of Omaha. You, no man will understand Rich Cooper until he's chased women instead of excellence. You need to chase women before you will find the true value of excellence. In my humble opinion. No, I think you're onto something there. It's it, it's one of those you you have to burn. You you have to fail, you have to fuck up, you have to make mistakes in order to realize what it is that actually matters. You know, we all have to go through it. That, to me, I guess, is what I would call the rite of passage. You, you have to fuck up. You have to make mistakes. You have to burn. Uh, I think, you know, it's you, you, you buy into the lie that there's a quality woman, whether she's a single mom or she's single without kids, whatever it is. And you you burn through the fact that she fucking divorce rapes you or whatever. Not saying that you should go through that. Uh, by all means, learn from other men's experiences. Learn from mine. Learn from riches. Learn from even what Jack's gone through. But most guys can't do that. We have to. We have to. You know, we're stubborn. You know, disagreeable fucks. And so, not nope, that ain't gonna be me, man. I'm not gonna do that. That ain't gonna happen to me. Yeah, you too. You will. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's just a matter of degree. Do you get Terrence popped? Do you get space? Ghost? You know? Yeah. Do you get something where you just get absolutely zeroed out and it annihilates you? Or do you get more like what I went through when I got divorced where, mm -hmm. Hey, we didn't have kids. So there was no child support involved. We ended fairly, fairly amicably. Uh, we, it didn't drag on for years. Uh, we weren't fighting over petty things, but there was still burning and learning and a lot of pain, even during the 90 days that I had to wait for the divorce to go through. You know, my experiences are not nearly as severe or extreme as other men. Mine was, I dodged a huge bullet in a lot of cases but there's still things that I took away from it that, hey, I can hand this off. But at the same time, you can't tell another man what to do. He's going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to do, I, I got to do it my way. And that's where I'm like, oh, all right. You know, you get to burn. Yeah, and, and, and that's, but that's okay because you, you learn from that, hopefully. Not all guys do. But hopefully you learn from that. And you can look at it and value that and say, wow, you know, that, that sucked. Mm -hmm. What can I do next time to, you're, you're not going to necessarily avoid it because there's another party involved and you can't, you don't own them. Uh, you can't control them as far as what they're going to do. You can do everything right. I vetted her and blah, blah, blah. And she can still go feral. Yeah, but Here's the whole problem with guys vetting is that they believe that in their vetting, they exclude her from boundaries. And what I mean by that is that in their vetting process, they think that if she comes through the vetting, 
boundaries don't apply to her. And this, right. is my, this is my favorite chapter in the first book of The Rational Male. <laughs> Did you know if you say hypergamy three times fast, Bruno Tomasi will show up? But, really? Hypergamy, yeah. hypergamy, hypergamy. Boom. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome all of a sudden in the studio. Hey, well, my God, he's really here. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that summons me, mortal. But there's a chapter in there called um, Go Feral, or I believe. I believe it's that. It's either called Feral or Go Feral. And he uses the metaphor when he used to work in Vegas for these magicians that had a tiger or a panther, one of the things. And they told him, as soon as you think of them as your pet, is the moment they will go feral on you. Right. And it really is the same with women. I yes. know, I know, misogynistry. As soon as you think she will not leave me because she loves me for who I am is the moment you will fuck up. Because that is not how women work. Women no. love you, again, trademark Robert Tomasi. Women love you for what you are, not who you are. And Correct. you need to, like, seriously, you need to have that pushed into your brain for hours on end to finally get it. And that is why you need trauma. I wish trauma on like 90% of the world. But because people still don't get it. Oh, yeah. I'll be right back. Keep going. Keep talking okay. to the chat. Okay. So what I mean by that is that I wish trauma upon you is my gift to you. I truly wish you a harsh period in life. For that is where you will learn the most. I hope you get dumped. I hope you get cheated on. I sure as hell have been. Most of my girlfriends dump me. Most of them. I'm not going to sit here and be Alpha Chad and I dumped all my girls. No. Most, most of my girlfriends dump me. Not even kidding. For, well, mostly because me thinking, well, they love me for who I am. Enter ex-boyfriend. Enter... A new guy with a tattoo. Seriously, that, that was fun. One of my first girlfriends broke up with me because she wanted to get with the player. And like a month later, she texted me like, he can't even give me an orgasm. I miss you. And we kind of got hot and heavy via text. And then I found out she was still dating somebody else behind my back. I was like, fuck you, you C word. And then she got pissed off. Which is great. And she still is pissed off. Mostly because she's fat now. I freaking love it. My God. Guys, go to the gym and you will realize that all your exes will turn into fat slots. If you want one motivation to go to the gym, it's looking better than your ex of 10 years ago. <laughs> There's your motivation. I'm trying to motivate the troops. Nice. Well, and, you know... Um, oh, thanks, Baltasar. Baltasar joined my Patreon again. Oh, good deal. Yeah, I was a bit of a dick, but, you know, sometimes you have to be a dick. 
because Baltasar was a patron, and now then he got off my patron, and I do weekly Q&As every time, and now he keeps asking me questions in the chat. I'm like, hey, it's not how this works. So I am. I told him, like, hey, get back on. I got a unpussified. Uh, I've thrown it up on the screen here. Says that oldie needs revision or an addendum. Uh, what are we talking about specifically that needs a revision or an addendum? Um, what is that? Um, and I, I'm curious as to what his take is as what the revision or the addendum would be. On 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 what revision on what? I don't know. I, I'm I'm assuming it's. Uh, because you were talking to the troops about trauma and oh yeah, that uh, people that I wish trauma upon them, and that is my gift to the world. And what I oh, mean by that is, in trauma and hardship, you will learn the best lessons in life. Women live men for what they do, be it gain wealth. Ah, yeah. Oh, that one. You mean what I said that women love men for what they are not who they are. I feel pity for men who still think like that. And to get back on the whole virgin thing, a virgin may be the worst thing you can call a man. Because what it actually means is that no woman found you suitable enough to reproduce with. Like, there is no human being alive that would want to pass on your genes. That is how much of a fuck-up you are. Like, that's cold. Like, call a man a bitch. Okay, he'll be pissed. Call a man a virgin? Ooh, that's a low blow, man. That's, be that's behind the... That's below the belt. Well, and I think the other one that's right up there, I, you know, if we're going to throw around some terms to insult fellow men, if you want to call it that, the other one that to me that I see going around that's, you know, 20 years ago that not saying the term didn't exist, but I never heard it or saw of it. But if you have virgin being the, the classic, which I, I tend to agree with you, the other one would be cuck yeah to me that's a new one by the way that's something of the last uh, couple of years see you know chess just threw one out too calling a guy an incel and 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 that one okay i get it but i guess that one never bothers me because you know that's eh that's a guy who maybe got laid once and then never got laid again and yeah. and whoop-de-doo uh, I, I guess that one's to me. I, I don't find the the sting in that one where being called a virgin, especially when you are one, could be that could be a rough one. And then being called a cuck, where it's like, dude, your girl's cucking you. Ooh, that yeah. one's that one's a sting that it's like, God damn, like, you, know? you you are being used. Yeah, exactly, because for... that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's. You are the host of a parasite. There you go. And to to get back to your memorable quote that the state is the one true God, we are being cucked right now. I'm being cucked oh, totally. by the state. Yes. I fucking hate it. 
Which I is why I, this, this is why I always poke fun at the patriarchy guys for this reason right here. You just summed it up. It's like, guys, the state is the true patriarch. Yeah. And, and so here you are. And what I hate most about it, I could have had a second job on Saturday, which I would have loved. It was promotional work. Really, I really dug that. It was um, sharing out samples of whatever. I remember that it was one summer day and we had the small cans of iced tea. And I, uh, it was my job to uh, hand them out to people, like, uh, well, sample work. But it was in the front of a grocery store. So people with their carts would stroll by and I would just throw the cans into their cart. Like you get one, you get one. Here you go, sir. Madam, here you go. Oh, you got kids. Here are two more. And like, I earned 10 bucks an hour with that 10 euros an hour. And well, that's, that's pretty decent paycheck around here. It's above minimum wage. And as soon as I got a nine to five during the week, that pay, check got cut in half Oof. because well mr napier you have two jobs you don't need two paychecks i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> what seriously i spend my time on supporting the economy and you people are like well you don't need two paychecks why the fuck do you think i got two jobs well, mostly because I enjoyed the work, that too. But again, like, I saw, um, and that's a model agency an ex of mine worked for. And they do um, they do promotional stuff in, in, uh, in clubs. And as a guy, the only thing you need to do is be ripped. Well, unfortunately enough, I am. And I was like, well, that's easy money. I just have to stand there without a shirt, giving out drinks. I can do that. And then I was like, wait a minute. I could do that. But half of my paycheck on one of those nights is gone. And for what? Because you need to help the poor. Fuck the poor. Poor can get two jobs. No, no, because, well, they're lazy. And it sounds a bit crude, but if you're in the Netherlands and you're poor... You really need to take a good long look at the mirror, mate. Because you're doing something wrong. You, Most poor people I met spend their money on cigarettes and crappy food and useless shit. Yeah. Like, by God, man, I've met poor people. Like, they, they smoked two to three packs of tobacco a week. And that's like, how much was that? Seven fifty per pack. So that's seven fifteen. Fifteen plus seven is twenty-two euros and fifty cents a week. That's eighty ninety euros a month. Ninety euros a month. And then they complain, I don't have enough for grocery money. I'm like, what? Really? So that's no different here. We have the same issues here. Yeah, but they let me <laughs> pay for their stupidity. And I'm like, no. Like, my biggest complaint with socialism is not the helping the poor part. It's supporting the dumb. That's ah. what gets me off. 
Like here, we have people who like to smoke and shoot up heroin. Well, they need their heroin too. Well, Mr. Gear, <laughs> they need you can work two too. jobs. Give us half your paycheck so we can buy her buy them heroin. Like what? Okay, okay, Jack. I I want to pause for a moment yeah. there because you you got <laughs> something that I want to bring into the equation here because you're you're a student, uh, just like I am to a degree. You're a student of Aaron Clary, Mr. Capital, you know, Cappy Capitalism, <laughs> Captain Capitalism. What I'm going to I'm going to quiz you here. What is his solution to the paratism? Enjoy the decline. Well, yeah, that's the long term. That's the overall broad stroke. He had a very specific solution to dealing with the parasite, what was it? It's dealing with the parasite. Give them more heroin? No, no, no. <laughs> You've read Enjoy the Decline, right? Yeah. It's in there. Really? Yes. You need to refresh my memory because most of his solutions are either Enjoy the Decline, shoot them, <laughs> or... <laughs> well, again, not saying that they're not strategies or ideas but those are broad stroke and some of them obviously are illegal slash fantasy world stuff this but he did bring up right. something that was very realistic and you already practice it jack you've talked about it before on red evening in the past investing nope uh, living a better life <laughs> Broad stroke, yes, but that's not it either. This is actually kind of specific. I have no idea what you mean. Minimalism. Minimalism. Oh. You minimalize your life to the point where you don't need to work two jobs. And you don't need to work a job that pays 30 euros an hour to get taxed more on. You yeah. work a job that you can survive on minimum wage, as an example. Mm -hmm. You know, when you you make the minimum amount necessary. Okay. Oh yeah, that too. I just hate that the they fact can't that tax they you on as much, mm -hmm. and therefore the parasites have less to feed off of. That much is true. I'm just annoyed by the fact that they won't let me work another job that I really enjoy as well. Well, that's where you have to get creative. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know how it is over in your part of the ocean, you know, you're across the pond, but here in the U S when it comes to doing the things you love, you know, that kind of stuff, if you have a good CPA or a good tax attorney, depending on which way you want to go. Both, both are, both are wise. Um, your tax attorney is probably going to cost more than a CPA will, but whoever does your taxes, if they understand the laws, you can get creative. There's, there, there's a lot of ways where you can write things off. You can do this. You can do that. And that's less money than that goes to the parasites. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that much is true. 
it is. But the sheer fact that we have gotten this far, that you suck the productivity out of the productive. Not necessarily, because Unpussified just brought something up. The gray market, as I call it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I do. We're not too. talking the black market here. We're not talking, you know, you're dealing in drugs or, you know, unregistered automatic weapons or anything <laughs> straight up illegal. Yeah. But there's things that you can do, whether it's a cash-based business, as he said, or it's barter. Uh, my father does that a lot. My dad is a, a surgeon when it comes to restoring and uh, working on old classic cars. Mm -hmm. The man is a surgeon. He He's taken it to an art form. He's done it his entire life. Well, he'll trade work for other things. Guys will give him stuff or they'll do things for him that normally if you didn't provide a favor or something to barter, a skill, whatever it may be, they would charge for those things. And then, of course, you know, the patriarch wants to get their cut. <laughs> it's all off the books because no money was exchanged. It was, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll realign your wheels or I'll work on your brakes or you know, I'll, I'll tune up your, your, your 350 engine or whatever it may be, or I'll do this, that, or the other. And then, Hey man, uh, you know, what if you, you know, Hey, I'm looking for some rims for my tires. What do you got? Oh, well, Hey, here you go. Here's some rims. It's not a bad way to do it. You're still there. Oh, I'm here. I, okay. I'm just I'm I'm just taking a glance at the chat real quick. Uh, dun, dun, dun. And and the, and that's the thing. It's and, and that's where you know I'm glad Unpussified brought that up. You know about the cash-based economy, which you know in to me that's layer one. I guess it's the if you don't want uncle, you know, if you don't want uncle patriarch to know about it, you go the gray market, which is cash based. You pay and do everything in cash. The way capitalism was intended. Right. But there's another level to it that some guys don't necessarily know about, or they don't think of right off the top of their heads, which is the barter system as in, Hey, I I'll do this for you. You do that for me. And you still get the value out of whatever it was. You know, uh, a good example using my father again is he works on a guy's car. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy doesn't know shit about cars. That's why he brought the car to my dad. Mm -hmm. However, my dad is not the world's best electrician. That's not his forte. I mean, he could do the basics, but... When it comes down to the hardcore shit, my dad has no idea, whether it be cars or it be in your home. Do you remember? But he knows a guy who's a master electrician. Mm -hmm. That Me guy know. charges, you know, two hundred dollars an hour to come out and and rewire your house, type of thing. Christ. My father, hey, I'll work on your car. Hey, why don't you come out and hook up whatever, you know. Damn. 
run some run some different lines and some conduits and whatnot for me here, there, and there. And hey, my dad has a house wired for sound type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and he didn't pay anything for it other than the labor he put into. Yeah, I'm working on this guy's car, but it's something my dad likes doing anyway. So fuck it, why not? Hold on, there is there is a quote that came to mind. Let me see. Is it here? I don't know where it is, but there's a a great quote in the series Parks and Recreation, and he 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 says like. Capitalism is the greatest system known to man. I have an apple. You want an apple. Give me money. How hard could this be? <laughs> and he just pisses on the government after that. It's just great. And uh, here's a joke for you. The government is totally capable of everything and anything it sets its mind to. And this woman is like, that's not funny. I beg to disagree. I found it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Question for you in the chat there, Jack, directed I've, to you specifically. I was never on some tax deduction for small businesses. That's okay. You are tax free for the first 20,000 in profit on a yearly basis. And there's a lot of tax deduction you can do. I don't know the, every detail of it because I have a bookkeeper. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to touch this. Uh, it is highly detailed. It's just strange. Like they have all these, they have all these, these benefits and tax deductions. But you kind of need to be bright to get them all. And if you get them all, that's the best thing about the Netherlands, though, that if, and I mean if, you're bright, you can come a long way. Same with healthcare. Same with healthcare in the Netherlands. If you're bright about it, which I am, you can you can get away with a lot. I told you about the Dutch healthcare system, right? Mm. Yeah, you did mention it to me. Yeah, where you it's mandatory, but you have your uh, monthly payments. If you do it yearly, you get a discount and you can get government benefits for your health care if you earn beneath a certain amount on a yearly basis. So, yeah. If you just raise your um your uh what's it called again like the cost you'll cover for yourself if you raise that yeah instead of the cost you get insured for you can get a huge discount on healthcare but that, that means you have to take responsibility so guess who are the only people who are complaining about the healthcare cost? The fatties? Not only that, just the unhealthy, the lazy, and the fat. <laughs> and I took a page from your book today. 
Oh. There was this woman who was bashing um, National Obesity Day, which is funny because it came right after National there, Obesity Day. There's really a, like a, are, are you serious? National Obesity Awareness? Is this, a, is this yeah. really a fucking thing? Yeah, it's Obesity Awareness Day, wow. something like that. Wow. Okay. But there was this woman who was um, bitching and complaining about it that we shouldn't search for a solution. We should look for acceptance, blah, blah, blah. She oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Part of the narrative. Yeah. And Part of the body shaming, on. body positivity. Yeah. And she went on and on about that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to double down on this. <laughs> I did. I'm like, honey, you deserve that body of yours. You earned it. You earned that extra bite. Let nobody tell you how to feel. Let you know what you could use a couple of more pounds. Yes, queen. Yes, go for it. Go for that cupcake. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna cheer it on. I, you know, let's have celebration week for obesity. Uh, let's celebrate it with cupcakes and lard donuts and deep fried Mars bars. Let's just do it. <laughs> All of it. They earned it. They deserved it. That's right. <laughs> I celebrate obesity. Just go ahead. Just do it. I also celebrate feminism. Indeed. <laughs> yes, Indeed. queen. A man has nothing to say about your well-being. We don't. Absolutely not. Honey, you're absolutely... Absolutely right. Go out into the world and explore. Go ahead. As long as that means I can play my goddamn video games, I'm fine. Hey, as long as they keep the lights on. Well, I got a new video game, so well, that's what I'm gonna play in a bit. Nice. And I have I have a diet coke, which I will be grabbing now. So I will see you in a bit. All right, go grab your diet coke. All right, so. Cash, you know, the gray economy. It's funny, guys, um, going back to the idea of the barter system, all of that. It's obviously nothing new, but everything that is old is new again. I remember reading about it when I was probably like 17. And I remember there was a, a book, not a digital book, an actual paper book published by a group called Paladin Press. I don't know if you guys know of them or have heard of them, but they they published a lot of material that was considered, uh, I don't know, alternative, extreme, underground, whatever you want to call it. They had published a book a while back, and it's dated now, obviously, because this book was written well before the internet. But it was called The Underground Economy. And I do not remember who wrote it. I'm sure it was someone under a pen name. It's all about barter and trade as well as cash only. It was ideas of things you could do. It was the gray economy. These are the things, if you haven't already, in addition to alternatives such as Bitcoin and, and 
and, and cryptocurrency and all of that kind of stuff that I know very little about, so I'm not even going to go into it. But that is something to consider, if especially if you want to starve the parasite. Is what what do you have to offer? Whether it be, I got a bunch of shit I need to sell. And you put it on eBay or one of these other apps, you know, uh, God, what is it? Garage or something like that. You know, you're doing a yard sale electronically. <laughs> I thought the gray market was referring to geriatric hookers. Yes, Bullrush, there's that gray market too. Okay. Oh, looks like Jack's back. Yes, I am. Sweet. But realize, guys, you have skills that are marketable in one form or another. Like I said, I look at my dad. He works on cars. So my dad, you know, sometimes, most of the time, he people pay him cash money to to work on their cars and that's what he does but other times they work something in trade oh hey i need this done because this guy is a plumber or this guy's an electrician or this guy knows this guy that guy and the other guy this is how prostitution was born because Pretty women much. only had their bodies <laughs> You're not wrong, Jack. You're not I wrong. I know. You're not wrong. But that's that's kind of the things that... Look at what you have, guys. You know, we all have skills. We all have knowledge. We all have things that, because you do them every day, all the time, you think, oh, well, this is easy, and everybody does it. And the truth is, not everybody does it, and it's not always easy. And so, unless literally your only skill is eating Cheetos and masturbating to porn, if that's all you got, then yeah, you might want to work on it. But chances are you got something else going on. It could be, hey, I, I know firearms because I'm thinking of Bull Rush because I'm seeing him in the chat. Okay, the man knows firearms. I know this because I've shot firearms with the man. So, if I need pointers, if I need someone that's got some different experience than what I already have, and I've I've got experience in it, but hey, this guy knows things I don't. Who do you think I'm going to go talk to? Who do you think I'm going to say, "Hey, what what can I offer you?" I'm sure there's something that he can go, hey, I don't know about this that you do. That I'm looking at it going, that's not a skill. But it is. Or it is knowledge. You know? Uh, it could be something, you know, I mean, I look at Vince from Masculine Geek. The guy is way deeper into bondage and dominance than I've ever been. Well, I know who I want to talk to. Because I've seen the proof behind what he does and what he is that, oh, if I want to know more about that, I'm going to go talk to him. But no, there's going to be things that I know that he doesn't know. 
There's things I know that Bullrush doesn't know. There's things I know that Jack doesn't know. And there's things that Jack knows that I don't know. No, it if I want to talk, you know, using the barter system, I may say, hey, Jack, I, I can't pay you cash, but I know I can do this for you. And whatever this is. And hey, give me some pointers. I'm not saying he needs to devote 10 hours of his life to me, but it just may be, hey, Jack, give me some fucking pointers here on lifting. Mm -hmm. Give me some pointers on nutrition. Give me some pointers on this and that. That normally, if I was Joe Blow off the street, I would be paying him money to get that same information. But on the other hand, hey, Jack, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for you. Whatever it is, or or he may say, "Hey Rob, you you know about this? Tell me about that." All right, Jack, I can do that. And later, tell me, give me a couple pointers. You know, I'm doing some lifting, and I'm not quite getting exactly where I want to be. Maybe help me out here a little bit. And he's like, "Ah, no problem. No money exchanged. No patriarch getting involved." And yet we all benefit from it. Yep. Or just read the secret. Oh, yeah. Read the secret. Read the law of attraction. It's all about I, I seriously saw that just now. I was like, <laughs> is he having that in the screen? Oh, by the way, you want to have another enjoy the show moment? Mm. I've got yeah. my screen shatter on right now. Okay. Let's put that up then. Just... Trans women are women at the end of the day. Every woman is a woman. Women are multifaceted, intergenerational, international. They are limitless, formless women of the world. Model and disability rights activists. <laughs> uh, look at that picture my god <laughs> scroll up a little bit or scroll down Let, I want to see that picture there we go <laughs> oh Jesus Christ uh, you, you know what have it all enjoy the show right <laughs> yeah. you know what Trans women are women at the end of the day. You are absolutely right. Nobody cares what your biology says. Nobody. You're 100% right, girls. Absolutely. That's right. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> you earned it. You are. Why are we even taking the UN seriously? Like, by God, man. But okay, you know, okay, sure, sure. If, if that if, if this is your thing, okay, have fun. Remember when Trump was at the UN and he said, the problem with Venezuela is not that socialism was implemented poorly. It was that socialism was implemented faithfully and nobody clapped. Like, you know what, UN? Sure, have it. Bye. Don't be socialist. Be communist for all I care. Don't come crying to me. But if that's the way of the world, fine. Where be my video games? <laughs> Where be my prostitutes? <laughs> so, yeah, guys. 
consider the gray market. Consider you have skills, whatever they may be. And, 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 and I'm going to say this for not necessarily the guys in the chat, but for anyone who stumbles across the replay. Even if your skill is something that you play a video game, since Jack had brought up video games earlier, <laughs> you play a particular video game very well. I, I don't care what the game is. Somebody is going to want to know how to play it better. That is, it may be very niche, but that is a marketable skill. Yeah. Okay. It may be, Rob, hey, I love your green screen and your setup. How do you do that? Oh, that's easy. Uh, I mean, if you want the, the, the real easy answer to that question, go back to episode 25. It's all there. I talk all about my setup. But... I can show you that. I can tell you what my rig is, what my gear is, how I set up my lighting and all of that to do a podcast for YouTube so I can talk to guys like Jack and like Bullrush about whatever. But, hey, I like the way you do it. How do you do that? Well, here it is. Okay. Yeah. You have skills that you can trade for other things and not just for cash. It's the same you thing with my personal training. If people come to me like, how do I work out? And things like that. Well, what are you good at? And if they're good at something, well, we can trade it. If not, well, then just pay me. It doesn't always have to be about money. Right. And that's the thing. Um, one of the, I'm glad you said that, Jack, especially the way you said it. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. Okay, we get too caught up and we as in as a collective, mm -hmm. we get too caught up in the idea that if I if I want something or I want to purchase something or whatever it may be, we talk about, you know, I have to come up with the cash. Even I still do that occasionally that it's like, oh, well, if I'm going to. You know, my, my knee jerk response using Jack as the example of, of, Hey, I need some pointers on, on lifting and diet and whatever. My initial knee jerk response is I need to come up with cash. I need to come up with money to compensate this man for his time and his knowledge, which is fair, but that's not necessarily all there is. Jack just said it himself. God, maybe I have something else that yeah, I might kick him a little bit of cash here. You know, here's 10, here's 10 euros, but maybe he wants 30 euros. Well, I don't have the extra 20, but I've got a skill. I can do this for you. Or he comes to me and goes, Hey, how did you do this, that, or the other? Oh, dude, I'll give that to you. Hey, while you're at it, can you give me a couple of pointers? It's not that hard, people. It's really not. Stop thinking so much about everything needing to be in cash or in in dollars or euros or cents or whatever your your denomination is. There's more to it than that. And if you don't 
already have a skill, go learn one. There is a shortage of trades. Yes. And you do, it doesn't take long to learn a trade. Most of the trade you will learn actually performing the trade. So if you want a side huddle, hustle or anything, learn plumbing, being an electrician, a construction worker, things like that. Though construction worker will be a bit hard to do on the side, but like plumbing or an electrician, if friends of you need a, like something done in the house, right? It's mouth to mouth. There you it's are. Getting then. And it's tax free because there was no monetary exchange. And even if there is, like, like that, the whatever short amount. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. This is not financial advice. But if you do it for ten bucks, something like that, like, that's not that bad. Like, if we're talking one hundred bucks an hour, yeah, that that's taxable. That's right. Hey, while we're at it, uh, Bull Rush brought up something here. I want to play this because this is phenomenal. So we got to check out the Ballad of Cornflake Jesus. Oh, dear. Rock. Cornflake Jesus came to town. Are you hearing it at all? Yeah, I'm hearing it. Okay. Preaching all the benefits of sun in your brown eye, pitching his designer hair shirts. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, holy shit. Don't butter my butt and call it a biscuit. The road to Wellville's full of superstition. I knew y'all push up to take cold showers, take her dancing and buy her flowers, be a man, wipe her up, raise her kids, and they get the stuff unstuck. And hallelujah. Oh, holy shit. Don't butter my butt and call it a biscuit. The road to Wellville's full of superstition. Yeah, the road to I didn't know he played. Well, and that's the thing. I I don't know if he if he plays. Uh that's 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 something that I, I don't know. I, I need to talk to Nick. I mean, obviously he has a voice. Yeah. Where he he obviously sang that, and he came up with the lyrics and all of that, which I found hilarious and phenomenal. Mm. I don't know if he did the guitars and all of that. I don't know. I don't know if that's pre-recorded and he found it somewhere. I don't know if he did that himself. I want to find out. Yeah, so I, I full on rather I you know talk to him on Twitter, which I probably will. Or bare minimum, I know I'm going to bring it up on the next Let Them Burn with Nick, Rob, and uh, Bullrush. <laughs> I, I am going to bring it up. This this is not going away anytime soon. 
But I'm looking at that and it's like, wow, here's a guy. Yeah, he's he's having fun. He's he's poking some fun, talking about cornflakes and sun in your asshole, all that stuff. But my God, the guy actually did a jingle. Yeah. That's what this is. It's a fucking jingle. And it's fun. Well, it's fun, but that's marketable. Yeah. That I can look at him and say, Nick. I need you to do me something as an intro, either for a regular video or something like this. What what do we got to do here, buddy? Let's make this happen. That's a skill. Okay. Red Crusader, you play guitar. Show me your shit. Okay. Send me links. Not here unless you want to, but send me links of you doing your thing. I want to see what you can do. Okay. Oh, Red Crusader, you do bring value to us. Please, you talk to me about Dostoevsky. That's something. No shit, Bull Rush. That, that's my thoughts. I'm getting on an airplane, and I am going to fucking Alabama to get some answers, too. I will find out the truth. Right. Okay. That's the, that's the thing. Guys, whether it's in jest or it's in humor, it's in fun... Like I said, I, I, when I heard that, when Nick first posted that video, I laughed until I cried. It was that funny. But then after the initial, oh my God, this is fucking phenomenal, got over. Then I started going, wait a minute, this guy can sing. Rather, rather, you know, we're not talking Grammy, Emmy award winning shit here. I don't care about that. Oh, but have you like, heard he popular can music? Oh, it's horrible. So he's better than probably at least 60% of what, what is out there. But I'm going, okay, number one, Nick can actually kind of sing. And if the guitars and all of that, that you're hearing in there, if that is in fact him, he can play. Well, shit, I, I, I need an intro to my show. I need an intro that's not going to get demonetized or copyright striked on YouTube for my videos. And yes, YouTube offers all kinds of royalty-free music that I've used some of it. But what would be better than having someone that did their own thing? That it's not some nameless, faceless dude that I, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. This is a guy I know. I, I'm happy to put credit where credit is due in, in the description. Oh, this is Nick August. This is Red Crusader. This is Jack Napier. I'll throw that in the description of my videos. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. You know, work something out. So that's it. I'm going to head out, by the way. Are you? Yes. All righty. I'm going to head out. Going to rest a bit. We're day of work tomorrow again. Time to relax a bit. It's been a... I hear you. It's been a long weekend. And I did some audio recordings for Cappy as well. And I've got, I hope I got the book deal for the, uh, the 12th part science fiction series. Because the, the guy wanted some conversation between the two characters. And I hope I did the voices differently enough where he will say, yeah, that sounds great. No, but you're absolutely right. Like, learn a skill, be valuable, and learn to market it. And the best way I found is word to mouth. That oh, absolutely. 
when I did tarot reading professionally, <laughs> and by professionally, I mean I got paid. I got paid $20 or no, $30 for 20 minutes. Mm. Okay, and that was at the shop that set the price. Okay, I get paid $50 for a half hour, my <laughs> price. That's $100 an hour. I get told, I get paid to tell people what they want to hear. Yep. Okay. Is what it a skill? Yes. Is it marketable? Yes. Is it bullshit? Yes. I don't care. I make money at it. It's easy money. It's something that after the apocalypse happens, I can still fall back on it because everyone's going to want to know their future. Oh, you'd be that that wise shaman after the after the great plunge. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I only need basically three things after the apocalypse. I need my rifle and bullets. I need my pack of tarot cards and I need my wits. That's all I need. Everything else I will get one way or another. Food, water, shelter, women, whatever you name it. There's I will get more. those things based on those three things alone. There's I'll either have my thing. rifle and bullets, I'll have my tarot cards, and I have my wits. One more thing. And you will get it. You don't need to work for it. The need for people to believe. Oh, that, that already comes. They come yeah. packaged with that. <laughs> I don't like need that. That's that's pre that's predetermined. That's that's a given. Yep. That's why the God pill. <laughs> so yeah, Rob, I'm a head out. Okay. I'll, I'll see you soon. Thanks for having me on again, man. All righty. We'll see you, man. Glad see to have you, you on, Jack. We'll see you. Guys in the chat, enjoy. All right. Hey, Red Crusader, any of you guys want to come in? Uh, if you do, I'll throw a link in the chat. Say yes or type one or whatever, and I'll let you in. Uh, while you're debating if you want to come in or not, I'll be right back. All right, let's see what we got here. You might eat them. Oh, you want on Red Crusader? Okay, all right. I'm going to throw it in the chat. Um, here we go. So, uh, Skelton, I get it. You're obviously, you're mobile. Uh, you probably would not be able to, you're going to drop in and out. So don't worry about it. I, I'm going to have you on at some point, Skelton. You're coming on. You don't have to show your face if you don't want to. That's fine. 
All right, looks like Crusader is here. Let's bring him in. There's the man. Howdy. How it doing? What's going on, dude? How are you? Oh, hey, I'm doing great. Uh, and, you know, as far as my guitar skills, I'm not the greatest, but I've actually spent a lot matter. of time over the past couple of months really kind of honing skills, really, starting to get a lot better kind of to the point I was after high school. So I'm pretty happy with that. Well, That's see, and here's the thing, and this is what I wanted to bring up as well uh, to the chat and to the replay guys. Um, not only do you, you know, have skills that, you know, you think are maybe not worthwhile or worth something, get out of the perfection mental, the mentality of it that, oh, I need to be the next Steve Vai before I can play before an audience or play to, to, to make money or whatever. It's, dude, I would not doubt that in certain areas, when it, especially when it comes to like guitar, you probably play more often than I do, for instance. And so you're going to be better, quote unquote, than I am. Okay, I'm going to bring Skelton on. He looks like he's uh, on the road. Cool. Bring him All on. right. I get to see this dude. There he is. Hey. It's Howdy. Skelton. How are we doing? What's up, dollars? <laughs> Living and breathing. It's working. Oh my crap. <laughs> Ryzen's not that bad on I-15. Where approximately are you at right now uh, on I-15? Like uh, Fillmore? You know where that is? Yeah, I know where Fillmore is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my, daughter, so... my oldest daughter is driving and I'm just, this is so awesome. We're driving to Disneyland, but my oldest gets to suffer the driving mostly. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are not only listening but being an active okay, participant in the salt lake City. like they're sleeping in the back there so no one kidding. of them's not there yeah, <laughs> and I, I made her she's mad because i made her turn down the she's streaming bluetooth on the car and everything doing her music and then sorry i'm gonna stream i'm gonna stream i, I oh, I'm gonna stream. yeah yeah you guys want to this is totally like this is funny this is like I used to get made fun of by my kids for like, in my married life, I was very Clark Griswold. <laughs> Seriously, I used to, I mean, I'm kind of a natural klutz anyway, but I, we used to, as a family, like we'd, we'd watch National Lampoon Vacation together. And we'd have those kind of, you know, goofy, that goofy crap in our head and we'd take trips. To but now I'm, I'm like single divorced Clark Griswold almost getting the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Christy Brinkley to drive by. So. Well, don't hold your breath because <laughs> I've been down that stretch of I-15 and yeah, I think I've seen a Ferrari once and it wasn't a blonde driving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, this, this is kind of funny because like uh, supposedly the park is super uncrowded right now. We well, you can think coronavirus. Yeah, you can I mean, think the like, big scare. <laughs> yeah, the big scare. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think we're everyone's gonna actually catch me? Or I think we all might, or not all of us. It's a big scare, but I do think it might seem like an extended flu season because a lot of us uh, caught something. I now, even if the danger is real or not, 
you know, the panic that's being built up over this situation is just ridiculous. So, oh, I yeah. mean, it, you know, it could go either way. It could be real or not. But the problem is that everything's being built up like this panic either way. So, you know, why, why stir the masses into like the kind of chi like chickens in the field that they are, you know, like uh -huh. it's just like throwing a rock in a thing of chickens and seeing them all scatter I, yeah exactly well and, and that's just it I, I mean it's funny that uh, Skelton brought up a good point here he's going down I-15 to go to Disneyland you know the most magical of places in the world and everything is very magical. light everything is <laughs> oh, yeah. very light because everybody's got to run out to Costco and uh to Winco and uh, uh, what's that other outfit that Walmart owns? Uh, uh, Sam's Club. All right, yeah. Sam's Club. Every, there yeah, you go. everybody's <laughs> got to go out and buy up every last pallet of toilet paper, and because they're all scared, because that's what social media and the mainstream media is telling them to be afraid of. Okay, yeah. and yet here's a guy taking his girls, taking his family. <laughs> He's, he's actually capitalizing on this. I, oh, yeah, I feel... Because like, it's like, hey, like let's go to Disney because nobody's fucking there because everybody's afraid of dying. All right? Well, it's just total. I mean, we'll see. It's like we always tried to go January, February, March was our family thing. We tried to go every couple of years when I had little kids. Now my kids are all teens. I'm over the... You know, a lot of things have settled down. Now I can finally do it again and take them on my own and it's just but the, the, the hilarious thing is you know going to the new star wars stuff and i'm gonna try and just complain about ray <laughs> just, just kidding but you know what I mean? it's like talking about the new star wars stuff at disneyland it's just gonna be it's just gonna be funny to see the new modelings of the new princess shit that they've tried to do with star wars <laughs> <laughs> That comes right. brain about it. I'm just laughing about it all right now. No, but you you brought up a good point. Instead of where the the manipulators are wanting us to to go out and buy toilet paper and stay indoors and wash your hands and wash your penis and make your bed and all of that shit that that they're saying, hey, you guys need to do this. We need to be taking one. Do like Skelton here, guys. Look at hey. Nobody's going to be here. Nobody's going to be here. You know, now granted, yeah, Disneyland, everyone there may be like, ah, oh, fuck coronavirus. We don't care. We want to do it's a small world. And oh, that's yeah. a possibility. He'll know when he gets there. Dude, you're going to have to be like my reporter in field. You're going to have oh, to totally. like send me clips and well, let me know how. I don't know. There's a. Is. I'll join a stream. So there I'll is. Sweet. There is a lot of foreign people that like to go there from a particular country, if you know oh, what yeah, I mean. Now, hang on there, Red. Hang on. Don't, don't be joining in the narrative here because I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> and the point is this. The point is, instead of going with the trend, buying into the fear, buying into the bullshit, is, hey, here's an opportunity that I can travel. Here's an oh, opportunity. Yeah. I can go somewhere because since 
nobody's there because everyone's wiping their butts and they're afraid. It's, hey, nobody's here. Disney's going, fuck, we got to keep up profits. We got to keep up the bottom line. Let's drop the price on shit because everybody's oh, scared well, of wiping their that I would, be, I would be impressed if anything was cheaper inside Disneyland. Well, but, that's what I'm saying. You need to be my my agent, you know, my my uh, guy in the field. I'll you need to send me videos and let me know. Because I'll put that shit out there to oh, let cool, guys right? know, hey, guys, look at Disney right now. You know, Disney's offering rock bottom prices because nobody's there because everyone's scared of wiping their butt. And so well, that would be really funny that. Disney actually had to compromise from actually being a, a, their empire is so massive. It seems like they're like too big to fail, but for them to, that would be a testament to the hysteria and the virus for Disney to actually have to take a little bit on the chin, I guess I would say. <laughs> Did that come through? Right. Uh, uh, it did. It, 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 you broke up for a second, but I got it. Yeah, I can see my bars going down a little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you might be hitting one of those uh those. I'm uh, just amazed I'm even in there right now. Dude, you're actually streaming well. You're not breaking up, other than that one little blip for a second. Yeah, I got my phone on like this little magnet, um, fastened thing, you know, phone holder, and it's just like it's pretty steady, right? Yeah, oh, dude, it's solid. <laughs> it's solid. It's I mean, cool. it might be. It might be me. Road, I don't know. Yeah, it, it it's not you, Red. Trust me. I I know when you're okay. shit doing your shit because you're out in the middle. Of the middle. <laughs> okay. I think Nowhere. this kind of thing is actually going to be way easier to do pretty soon with five G. Oh yeah. Normal. Even though five G is going to give us cancer. <laughs> it's going to give our babies cancer. We're going to have flipper children. <laughs> oh, God. But here's the yeah, thing, It's guys. actually going to be really interesting to see if there's a bit of history. Well, I expect to see, yes, probably the majority of, well, Asians in the park wearing masks. Cause that's okay. I've heard that. I mean, that's just, I expect to see that. I think we might have fever checks at the entrance. But, uh, yeah, this is just going to be awesome because I've been there. We always... As a family, we always tried to go during the off season. It was just a much better experience. Highness sense at Disneyland is, I, I want experience and not just be mad that all I'm doing is waiting all day for everything. So, yeah. <laughs> right, and that's the point I was getting at here is cool. the fact that cool. you're you're kind of capitalizing on the fact that everybody's afraid and wiping their butts and washing their hands and wearing masks and staying indoors instead of getting out where you guys, number one, <laughs> you're probably going to have less lines to deal with. Yeah. I, I would say with, you know, I, I, I'm not there obviously, yeah. but I would say that the odds that you're going to have less wait time is probably almost guaranteed. Okay. I think there's a strong possibility that there may be price discounts involved because of lack of people showing up. Guys, this is the time to capitalize when when the herd is saying, oh, my coronavirus, you need to be like, let's go to Disneyland. You know, well, let's go do this. this let's about, go do that. Do you remember when we booked this about a month ago? I'm talking to my daughter. Um, I think it was about a month ago, and it was just the beginnings of 
hearing about this and people starting to have a little discussions and, and I don't know. It was just before. I, I don't know if I would have booked it now. I have to be honest. I mean, with the fever pitch going on, I think I would still. But just to be honest, it was before. I thought it was sort of like, oh, is this like SARS at the RS? Really, two thousands that ended. Yeah, it's just like H one N one, all that shit. It was the big yeah. doomsayer, yeah. and nothing came out of it. I'm hoping that, but I mean, what are you going to do? Live in fear? <laughs> I'd rather capitalize well, on an opportunity. It does right. Right. I hate the here's the thing. Exactly. Here, here's the thing where, where there was talk, and I don't know if it's still going on or not, but there's talk that you know, oh, was this a biological weapon? And, and my thoughts right. is no, because if it was, it would have spread way further and been way more deadly than it is. This is just yeah. people doing dumb shit again and, and living with what they eat. And so stop living with bats right. and eating bats. Stop living with snakes and eating snakes. You know, keep yeah, your pigs at, at, at 100 long. yards. And, and it, it's all just bullshit to distract us from something bigger. Okay. You're doing the right thing, Skelton. You really well, are. You know Here's another fact. And, Thanks, Rob. And I think, let me just say one thing really quick. I think uh, another reason I, I, I'm not scared about this at all. I don't pay attention. I read my news, you know, occasional articles on Google News. I find out what's going on, but I do not watch the news. And uh, just generally, uh, I just I don't get whipped into the frenzy because I'm just I'm aware of things, but I'm not going to let the propaganda just be an onslaught. Well, yeah, when you consume news all the time, every day, all you're doing is being programmed to fear. Yeah. Yeah. Or just that's conditioned it. one way or another. Yep. For sure. That's it. That's all you're fear. doing. That's it. Yep. That's all news is doing is teaching you and telling you what to be afraid of and what to aspire to. Yeah, well, and social media, I, I use, I've, I don't, I'm not even on Twitter. I do have an account, Rob. I understand why you guys use it, but everything I ever heard about it, it just sounded like I just don't even want to get into it. Unless I it's have. mostly oh, I barely use talk. it. <laughs> it's mostly I barely use it myself. I, yeah. And I, Facebook, yeah, I believe, I mean, I consider the uh, data backup facility, you know, everyone's unintentional data backup facility is right up the street from where I live <laughs> in the NSA facility. Yeah, literally. And it's just, I mean, our, our yeah, so I don't know, man. It's just, it's just very interesting. What I mean is Facebook probably is all backed up there. <laughs> I consider anything I do on social media to be something that can come back to haunt me, and I'm on Facebook way, way less than I used to be. I'm happier, actually. And there you have it. Right there. Get off fucking social media. You don't need to be as informed as you think you do. When well, you I cut back on the, the news and all the bullshit. I mean, all the anxiety and then social media gives all, all that social comparison that I see. Well, even my kids, I, when they're on Instagram, I, they love Instagram and Snapchat and everything. I watch it and go, I'm glad they don't seem too addicted, but it's definitely comparison is the key. Well, and just always remind your kids Sorry. that's not real life. Exactly. That's an image that so and so is trying to project 
You're not seeing their day to day. You're not seeing them getting up and wiping their ass in the morning and eating corn flakes right. or whatever else. You're just seeing the highlights of whatever time period it is. It's staged. Yeah, you need to personally go and find the information for yourself. That that kind of media is good for giving you like a basic idea and then you just go past it if you really want a good opinion, I guess. That that's what it is to me. If I find something interesting, I'm going to go past the normal media and do my own research. And that's it. That's it. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, what do you Dude, want to talk about? <laughs> well, you guys I've got a few things. To... Hit it, Red. I've got a, I've got a few things to show, and I want to get your opinion on this. All right. I got this a few years ago. What is that? West Virginia. It's a permit. It's a Mothman hunting permit. <laughs> we go after Mothman now. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my buddies went I, I couldn't go they went to the mothman museum like you know i you know it's the kind of thing with the tarot cards that you're talking about it's that kind of like weird occultish whatever kind of fun you it, it's a fun it's a fun thing but you can't really put a hundred percent or fifty percent or whatever you can or into 10%. it so i yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's just. Figure. I don't know about urban, but a legend, just a made-up figure. It it's to me, it's just good storytelling and stuff like that. And I guess it's my interest into um, Call of Cthulhu and all that stuff. You know, the, all the nice. Lovecraftian oh, right, kind right. of horror stuff, right? So, I don't know. I just wanted to see your guys' opinions on that because I know uh, Rob's yeah, talked about the, the Necronomicon. Yeah, the Necronomicon. It's a real book. Come on, <laughs> the Mad Arab is real. <laughs> Rob, let me ask you this. I don't know with me. I don't mean it to be interrupted if I am. Right but I don't now, know you're good. Streaming from. Okay. Nah, you seem right to be now. good. Um, yeah. There it is a little bit, but yeah, okay. I was gonna say now that he asked, <laughs> now it shows up. Yeah, something really quick, Rob. Just when you talk about, my, I can see. Pretty, all right, I can see I'm down to two bars on LTV. But anyway, um, I'm a skeptic, but I, as an I declare, there is no God. Just can't be honest, and it's all but the uncanny. That's why I love psychological horror. I'm a huge horror movie fan, and I. It's unexplainable in life, but I just can't declare what it is. So I, I have, I make room for the possibility of the supernatural still in my brain, but I think mostly it's likely bullshit. Just like okay. I believe the lights probably really do go out when we die, but do I know? Of course not. All right. You broke Ultimate up a bunch. <laughs> you broke up a bunch during that, uh, but I'm going to go I'll off of what I did get. I can I can repeat it if no 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 you're fine you're okay. fine I got I, I think I think we got the gist yeah yeah the okay, gist was you're you're not sure or at least in your opinion there is no God which in my opinion I'm with you I I don't I I don't buy it it's the okay? simplest answer right 
But to go with your next kind of question, your next step was, are there things that are unexplainable at this time? Yes. There are things that I've encountered that I, I don't have an explanation for and neither does anyone else. Do I attribute the, that to the supernatural is the term? No, I do not. I attribute it to something that we haven't come to understand yet. It's something that science hasn't answered yet. But I think at some point down the road, whether in my life or not, the answer will become available. Kind of like back in the day, yep. fire and lightning was the gods. And yet we realize these are things that are rec uh, natural replicable. Phenomena. They're natural not phenomena. True. And that's, I'm glad you said that. I, I don't believe in the supernatural. I believe there are understood. things that we don't know what they are. And I'm not going to say with 100% certainty that there is no God. I don't know, but everything so far has led me to the conclusion that there's no God. Not going to say, you know, oh, there's definitely no God. Fuck all you guys. But until you can show me proof other than a book and you just have to have faith, uh, I'm going to go with, no, it's lights out when you're done. And that's that because that's been my experience from what I've seen based on being around people who've died, uh, based on the lack of evidence of people coming back to tell me, oh, there is an afterlife or there is this or that. I studied near-death experience in college. It seems more like a chemical electrical reaction in the brain than anything. So it still leads me to believe that you don't need to worry about heaven or hell. Heaven or hell is here. It's what you make of your life right now. And it's the only life you get. Yep. Not saying that there isn't other alternatives, but I haven't seen anything to back it up at this point. When you can show me the evidence, I'm open to it. But until then, no, I'm not buying it. However, you've had experiences in your life where you the hair raised a little bit oh absolutely i've had experiences that i cannot scientifically Explain. quantify or describe to say well it was this that or the other but am i going to immediately jump to it was god no it's something that's simply beyond our our ability to describe and replicate yeah it's beyond our understanding right now but there's but too many variables in life right but i'm not going to attribute it to this idea of god it's like eh, it's something we haven't figured out yet it could be mass suggestion mass hypnosis it could be fucking something electrical i don't know for sure and it could be the idea of an afterlife the the idea of god the idea of demons and angels and spirits, but that's not my go-to. It's like, eh, this is something we just haven't been able to describe and define and quantify yet. Given enough time, I think we'll be able to, and we'll be able to say, oh, it's no different than electricity was to primitive man. You know, the idea of electricity yeah. being able to light lights, that was magic and supernatural at one point in time. Nowadays, we have principles and means to say, oh, this is all it is. This is what it takes. I think the 
things that we call supernatural now are simply those things from the past that we weren't able to define yet. That's how I see it. And you know, man will constantly quest for an answer until the end of our until the end of our existence as humanity. Correct. Correct. So I mean, Absolutely. whether whether it's real or not, you know, we're we're going to be struggling to find the answer Absolutely. until the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I personally am of the opinion that yeah, there's no God, and if there is, God doesn't care. God is moved on from being God likes drama if there is well no shit or (laughs) my is is he's he's very human yeah exactly God is God was a child when he created us (laughs) and God now is a teenager moving on to girls and other things and he put us on the shelf later (laughs) but God never gets back to us so we can do whatever we want that's kind of my take, if we're going to say that there is a God. Otherwise, God died or there is no God. And I'm more of the opinion there isn't. Life inherently has no meaning except what we make of it ourselves. You know, we get to decide. what we pass on for meaning. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, there there yeah, is yeah. no inherent meaning but what we make and, and choose to put forward from ourselves. And you can look at that nihilistically, or you can look at that from a positive standpoint. Either way, you get to choose what your life ultimately means and what it means to those that go beyond you, your kids, uh, friends, family, whatever it is. And to me, here's an an interesting thing. Um, So I'm not gonna be an advocate either way, but I guess for the case of science, uh, at least science has its hypothesis, hypotheses, and it says, okay, maybe we were wrong. And it's self-correcting. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like some people, they'll read their scriptures and be like, this particular idea that we've learned from other humans that aren't, you know, that have no, I guess, conception of what this Godhead is, they, they can't understand it, or like, this is exactly the way it is. I don't know. Right. Rob, how are we doing? Um, do we have a little more time to talk about things? Or are you trying to get going soon? Just want to be cognizant. Well, he's he's taken uh, oh, he he's taken off. one of his he breaks. Has, he's, I'm older than him, man, and he he has lots of pee breaks. Man, um, <laughs> I I guess I'm 28 that and. Beer. Yeah, it's that Miller High Life that he always buys. <laughs> but um, I guess if we're talking about trips, yeah, if we're talking about uh, <laughs> taking trips this year, you know, I'm going to a big gaming convention this year. It's going to have tons of people, oh, nice. and it's in Indianapolis, which has one of the, I guess, cases of coronavirus or whatever. Oh, but you know that that's going to happen in july and you know i'm still going so i mean i'm kind of in the same boat like you know maybe this year like it's expensive to get into this convention and there's tons of people it's one of the biggest conventions for this thing every year so maybe this year it'll actually be extremely easy for me and our group of people to actually do something 
So, like, Skelton, right. you're doing exact. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Just <laughs> go out and live yet, you know? It almost feels like ethical. I wouldn't say looting, but it's like everyone's, you know, everyone's running a certain direction. It's not that I have knowledge of anything that it's safe. It's just that I just know it's all whipped up, exaggerated fear. Yes. I just I sense that. Well, it and it manufactured. Right. Fear. Not, I don't know about the virus, but but the reaction to it. So. Yes, the the fear is definitely manufactured. Because when you're afraid, you're suggestible, you're you're looking for guidance and leadership from the supposed experts and those in authority. And so what do we do? What do we do? Go buy toilet paper and wipe your butt. You know, it's okay. And so they run off and buy toilet Wash paper and wipe their butt. Yeah. You know, it's guys, like I've said over and over in different videos, different podcasts, there's two ways to look at life. Oh, nobody gives a shit. Or nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> because ultimately nobody gives a shit. So how do you want to look at it? Do you want to look at it bummed? Or do you want to look at it as a way to liberate you? Because then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Because yeah. in my opinion, yeah. life inherently has no meaning. Inherently. We decide what the meaning is. You get your one shot. This is your one chance. You don't get do-overs. You don't get reincarnation. You don't get to pay for it or re reap the rewards from it in an afterlife. You get this chance. That's it. You might as well enjoy it and do all the things you want to do. You want to well, go and right talk now, to the I girls? Just, go I want to make memories right now. Right. Yep. Make your memories. Make your friends. Talk to the pretty girls. Go do whatever it is. Uh, don't worry about coronavirus because if it was going to kill you, it's going to kill you anyway. So you might as well go if to the conventions and go to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even even if there is a fancy yeah. afterlife, you know, why wouldn't you try to live life to the fullest with this life that you've been given? Keep right. making the best production out of each life or want, whatever the hell you have. Yeah, exactly. On that point, like I would say my post religious sense of the value of life is stronger than it was when I was religious. Well, yeah, because when you when you live in the idea that there's an afterlife, you you think, well, I can atone for my sins. I can I get a chance that, well, I can do it again and do it better. And so I don't need to worry too much about this life uh, because there's the afterlife. And so as long as I behave in a certain way in this life, I'll reap the rewards in the afterlife. What if there's not an yeah. afterlife? Yeah, let me say, yeah, totally. But like, if there is a God and it's the Judeo-Christian God, or we'll say the Mormon God I grew up with, um, huh? all I can say is gave me this brain and like what you knew what to expect. You could, I expect like there's a, it's funny. Okay. Here's the nerd in me. Like, yeah, I liked Depeche Mode in the eighties, but there's a song and there's a lyric that, uh, I don't want to start any blasphemous rumors, but I think that God has a sick sense of humor. And when I die, I expect to find him laughing. Like if there is a God, that's the last part. I, I expect it to laugh. Right. Well, what, which really song is that? Eternal punishment, blasphemous rumors. Okay. 
I, I was thinking of it's, a different one. You know, oh, Crusader's now going to have to anyway, go look so. that up. Yeah, I'm going to have to because <laughs> I, I thought I was a Depeche Mode fan, machine. but... Not as much as Skelton like, is. <laughs> well, Rob, here, here's, okay, here's my diversity. Like, when you talk about, when we talk about the supernatural and just not knowing things, like, okay, shout out, Neil Peart just died, and I'm a huge Rush fan. Right. And the song called yep. Mystic Rhythms, look that one up. Look, listen to the lyrics, read them. It's definitely how I feel. There's, I believe in rational deduction of trying to figure out things. I believe in the scientific inquiry of trying to understand nature and our lives and see if we can cross over into what is spiritual, right? But I think explained it, but don't try to be the person that claims you know over right. others through, say, religion, right? Yep. Nerdy point. Or, or your hardcore scientific atheist that's like, this is the way. Right. F your religion. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, Ivar kind of right. mentioned the that briefly in the thing. chat about science yeah. has become its own religion, and I agree with that. You know, like I said, I don't have all the answers. I don't know definitively, but based on what I've seen, what I've experienced, what I've talked to others that have had similar experiences and even different experiences leads me to kind of the conclusion that, yeah, guys, nobody gives a shit. So you might as well enjoy your life. Life doesn't inherently have any meaning to it except what you decide you want to do with it. So then do whatever that is that you want to do. You want to go out, talk to pretty girls, go talk to pretty girls. You want to go to Disneyland during coronavirus, go to Disneyland during <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah. You want to write songs on your guitar, go write songs. You know, do all of that kind of stuff, you know, because as far as I'm concerned, there is no afterlife. There is no heaven or hell. There's no punishment or salvation. There is no reincarnation. You get to do it over and get it right on the next try. This is it. So you might as well enjoy your life. You might as well do the shit you want to do. Not to say there's not consequences. Oh, yeah, you want to smoke and drink and, and be fat and lazy? Well, you're probably going to shorten your lifespan. Okay, you're going to probably have horrible diseases and all kinds of health complications. But at the same time, don't worry about, ah, either I'm good with God and, and, and I'm going to make it in the afterlife or I'll get another do-over. No, you won't. This is it. You might as well enjoy your life. You Take action with what you got. Yeah, your time is shorter than you think. So you might as well enjoy it. So. Yeah. You so know, that, Rob, that's my take. Maybe on another. Yeah. I, well, I, I perfectly agree. I just feel like um, I feel like I'm better. Well, this trip is just cool because I'm in a really peaceful mindset, even though. It seems like most people are freaking out right now about it, or at least I anticipate a weird vibe in the air at the park. But you know, hopefully, well, I'm like Neo walking through the Matrix. Well, and it's in, in a way you're right. Uh, it's like I said, you know, if coronavirus was the the end of days, the the death rate would be way higher than what we've seen. 
the virality of it or the virality of it, the infectiousness of it would be a lot higher than it has been. Uh, there, there would be there would be cause for panic. There would be cause for oh shit. Okay, we're not there. There, you know, people are dying from yeah. diabetes and heart disease and from the regular fucking flu. Then they're dying from this thing. Which right. tells me this isn't nothing to get right. too excited about. Now, does that mean go out and roll around with bats and pigs and, and do <laughs> dumb shit? No. You, you wash your hands. You, 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 you keep your distance from people that are coughing and puking and carrying on. You don't, you, know, you don't go up and start making out with them. You don't do stupid <laughs> shit. But on the other hand, it doesn't mean be afraid and go out and make a run on Costco and buy up all the toilet paper or buy up all the hand sanitizer. I, I think part of the problem is everyone is so germaphobic that, oh my God, got to have hand sanitizer for everything that their fucking immune systems can't handle anything. Yeah, it breaks, it breaks down um, immunities. Right. And you know... Uh, the, I, I guess here's a good example, like uh, when we came over from Europe and started like spreading diseases over to the Indians that had their own separate disease group, like they weren't immune to these highly, highly crazy viruses that yeah, we like had smallpox. built. <laughs> we had built immunity exactly. over in Europe too, and we brought it over and their, bo their bodies just, yeah. right? But that was more of a case of that's never been a thing but well yeah and that's the thing like with this coronavirus if this was smallpox or if this was you know the bubonic plague there'd be a hell of a lot higher death count than there's been and and it's like guys right. yes wash your hands okay just be hygienic but you don't need to be a germaphobe about everything because you need germs for your immune system to have something to cut their teeth on because if you don't, then you end up in a position where your your immune system's compromised because you've lived in a sterile environment, and then the first thing that comes along kills you or fucking knocks you down for a month because your body was weak because you lived in a bubble. You, you have to have germs are not inherently bad, so you got to have something to your immune system to cut its teeth on to sharpen itself, to strengthen itself on so that it can say, oh, this thing's coming along. Yeah, I got sick for a couple of weeks. I puked a couple of times. I, I felt like shit for a few days. But then you know what? I got over it and I moved on. Otherwise, yeah, you end yeah. up in ICU. You end up in the goddamn terminal ward because your immune system, because, oh, my hand sanitizer. It's well, and that's 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 what these shots are. They're just like really small, like exposure amounts to a virus that have been kind of killed down. Yeah. To, so your body can. So I mean. <laughs> but it's it's people taking it to too far of an extreme. That well, yeah, your immune system's compromised because you live in a surgical theater your entire life. And then you go out the door, which, guess what, isn't a surgical theater. It's the real world where, yes, there's microbes and germs and shit going on. 
and you touched a door or you touched a wall or God forbid someone coughed on you and now you're sicker than a dog because your whole life you spent wiping your hands with antibacterial soap. It's like, no, get dirty once in a while. Doesn't mean live in filth, but get dirty once in a while so that your immune system has something to practice on so that when real shit shows up, it's a minor inconvenience versus a death threat. Well, and here, here's a, an example I, from I the past that I can think of. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with you, Red, because you guys are talking. Okay, sorry. Red, you go first. <laughs> sorry, I'll stop. Okay, so an example from the past that I can think of of over-paranoia, and these people probably spent a lot of money on something that didn't work. Back in the bubonic plague, I forget what they were called, but those masks that had the um, the, the weird nose that yeah, held the, the flower petals. Yeah. Right? And they thought that the scent would block the airborne, some kind of airborne miasma because back then they thought sickness was um, transmitted through a miasma in the air. So, you know, obviously that didn't work. They still got it. So that's over paranoia. And they probably spent a bunch of, bunch of money on something they, that never helped them. Well, it's no different than trephination. You know, oh, we got to bleed you. You know, gotta get some of the. There's demons in your brain. Demons in your brain. Right. We gotta drill that out of your head. <laughs> exactly. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead, Skelton. Your turn. Go ahead, Skelton. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's better for me to raise my hand. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Rob, you. First off, I don't have any living memory of a time where I, I was. People were really thinking pandemic per se. I remember SARS taking off, and I, I mean we've had this definitely is a result of our increased hypercommunication today. I'm sure. But I don't have any memory of like, like government, local government, like I saw on the, the local, you know, electronic billboards, the government warnings and stuff. Go to such and such coronavirus.org kind of thing for the state to, you know, driving by things like that. I never saw anything like that before. So I can be skeptical about a lot of things. However, it, this seems to be something's happening. But it's, Rob, you remember, did you ever read The Stand? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting like a lot of the stand vibes. Yeah, but you know what? That's bullshit yes, it's like, too. It's like they're anticipating and wanting it to be Captain Trips. You remember that? Exactly. Yeah, but that's the thing. You look <laughs> at Captain Trips. It was biological, and it wiped out three quarters of the population like within a month. You know, it's and, and that's the thing that's with a biological happening. weapon, and that's not happening here. That was the fear of the '90s, though, man. Like there were so many. There were so many movies and books that was based off of like some well, um, what was it? Twenty eight days later, the thing oh, where yeah, the animal days, rights activists go days. in and yeah, where where they go in and the things bite them and the yeah, it's spread by super blood. zombies. Yeah, and it's a airborne <laughs> pathogen that takes off yeah. hyper virulent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is that I would think. That if, if we're, you know, I mean, I don't know because I wasn't there, obviously, during the Black Death. But when you look at the, the, the body count that that thing did, you also have to look at how rapid was it. And if memory serves, and again, I'm not saying I'm right, but it, it happened fairly quickly. It, you know, within a, within a year or so is when we're talking about a large proportion of the population was infected and or dead, okay? And that was the last real 
big plague, big biological, you know, not engineered by man, but was a natural disaster that was a, a microorganism. Are we sorry, due? For yes, we're due for one. And with uh, yeah. modes of transportation where we can fly and drive and train and everything else, are we due for one? Yes, it's inevitable that it's going to happen at some point. Will it be the Black Death and wipe out three quarters of the population? I highly doubt it. Based on uh, the CDC and, and communication and the ability to, hey, stay indoors, don't go to work, this, that, the other. But is coronavirus it? No, it's not it. We need a bigger body count, guys, and this ain't it. So stop being afraid. Go live your lives. Because if it's going to get you, it's going to get you anyway. Maybe that's not the greatest advice, but I kind of think it's true that if it's really that communicable, that infectious, that contagious, well, you're probably going to get it no matter what you do because you got to live your life. You got to go to work. You got to go and live your life and do your thing. It looks like Skelton's having uh, connection issues. So, you <laughs> might as well, I'm surprised he's lasted as long as he has. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, uh, he's gone. But I, I kind of know the area he's in, and, and it is a black hole when it comes to data. And so, like I said, I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did because I figured oh, we're going to lose him inside of five minutes. But go go live your lives. Don't worry too much about it. Uh, it, it it's not a matter of bury your head in the sand. It's not a matter, a matter of nihilism. Ah, fuck it. It's not Don't about- Don't be a slave to fear. Exactly. Stop, stop letting the teeth, excuse me, Stop letting the TV and social media telling you what to be afraid of. You know, go live your life uh, unless you have an, you know, your immune system is compromised or you're very young, which if you're very young, you're not watching this. And if you are, you're not comprehending it. Or if you're ancient, you know, you're fucking 80 years old and you're an old person that, yeah, again, your immune system. What are you talking about, Rob? Well, you know, my dad has more to worry about than I do, you know, and even him, he's not worried about it. And and it's like, stop worrying about it. That's stop, good. Telling, stop letting the talking heads tell you what to be afraid of. Go live your life. Yeah. Go do your thing. But here, here's another thing I was thinking of. Our ancestors back in the Middle Ages were dirty. Very. Too. I mean, that's that's why that's why plagues spread so quickly. And they had a lot of misconceptions. And, you know, to well, say that we're, we're infallible either, we, we're completely infallible in our modern age. There's a bunch of concepts we don't know yet that, right. you know, could be stopping us from killing it faster. Absolutely. Not going not gonna to argue that. At the same time, there's no need for the fear that we've got going on here. You know, it's just like, good God. Guys, go live your lives, wash your hands, take sensible precautions. That's all you need to do. You, you, you know, stop fucking worrying about it. And, and right. I know the guys in the chat, they, they're, they're already dialed in. They don't need to worry. I'm preaching to the fucking choir. It's, it's for the guys who catch the replay, but it's like, yeah, guys, the, the new message or the right. new people. It's, it's yeah. the new people. It's not, it's not the choir in the chat. Them guys are like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, Rob. So on and so on. Yeah, move on, do something else. 
you know, talk about something else. We already heard this shit. I, it, it's I can, you guy. I can uh, change our subject just to kind of keep it fresh here. Go for it. I got it. another show and tell item here. What is this? Bullets? Yeah. Civil got, War Bullet Identification Guide. Yeah, uh, I got it while I was down at the Cumber, Cumberland Gap down in Kentucky. That was pretty cool. That's... Oh, yeah. Like, that's pretty neat. Like, you know, like these weird calibers from back in the day when you kind of had to hand load your own primers and everything. Dude, those are fucking awesome. Right? They're recreations, of course, but. Well, yeah. You know. those, aren't, those aren't the genuine article, but. Right. Dude, and, you know, awesome. apparently it's a whole thing down there because, you know, people hunt outside of like the officiated, like quarantined Civil War sites and they'll go and hunt like bullets and things like that. So, and it actually comes with a little pamphlet in the back that I haven't read yet, but. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty neat. I, I imagine TJ would be really interested in that one. No shit. I, yeah, I think he would be. I may have to post a link for him and say, hey, TJ, look at about the two hour and 30 minute mark for, for the Civil War Guide. Yeah. So. Oh, hey, hey. Look, hey, you driving now? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, she, uh, my daughter got super tired. Ah. We need to switch. But actually, I'm kind of amazed that somehow i was streaming to you i was on there a long time right you were that's what we were saying right when you dropped off and I, that i was like i'm impressed that he lasted as long as he did i figured when you said yeah i'm down well, by fillmore i'm like oh that's a black hole down there i'll give you five minutes and i'll be lucky <laughs> yeah i think there's Whoop. can you hear me mm -hmm. yeah i can hear you just okay fine. sorry i just Cool, I, think, no, I think in certain towns, even with a, a good signal here, it just gets uh, sometimes bombarded. So I, there was a ton of breakup for me, and obviously I, I exited the stream. But um, yeah, I'm just technically surprised that it's worked for this long. Just a just a stream for me. Don't worry, I'm not going to look at my camera or my phone very much. I'm just no, I, no, you shouldn't. You need to keep your eyes on the road. No, I am. I'm doing that, but it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> like it makes your drive a lot easier when you're, you know, hey, I, I'm engaged, oh, yeah. I'm doing something, yeah. I'm not just trying to listen to music or whatever. I mean, think about it, it's just kind of crazy. I can tune into a live broadcast, participate in it. While going down Interstate 15, of all things. There he goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. As soon as he said <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That's funny shit. Yeah, we. but you know what? I know, like I said, I know roughly the area he's in and, and it's, it's there, it's hit and miss down there. There's, there's black holes down there. You, you know what this is? It's rural. So, you know, we're, we're talking about like the scary infection stuff. This makes me think of a movie I saw years ago. I don't know if you ever saw it, but uh, it was like this weird supernatural-esque movie where demons would, um, travel through the phone, like the phone signal or the phone wires or whatever, and they have to escape in the end and go to the low signal areas. I don't remember that. It, you know what I'm talking about, Skelton? I just barely tuned. Are you talking about a movie called The Signal? I think it is. Yeah, that's like a it's weird, like obscure movie from the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was freaking out over 
a specific uh, frequency that God transmitted, and it made people crazy in their town. Right. Like I, yeah, we were talking about low signal right. because you know you uh, ducked out there. Yeah, <laughs> it was ironic. You're like, and, hey, it's pretty amazing, and then all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah, you know, I was just saying it's amazing to be doing this from the road. Continue, sorry. No, you're you're absolutely right, and it goes back to the idea of you know if you listen to certain circles <laughs> right if you listen to certain circles you know the world's going to hell and we're all going to die and degeneracy and blah 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 and coronavirus and all that bullshit and yet here we are and i can remember 20 years ago and skelton will be able to back this up you would go down i15 and hit what i called radio hell which was uh-huh. No signal of any sort, no cell signal, no data signal, no radio signal. It was static. It was white noise on the FM dial. Even on the AM dial, it was white noise. Is it because it was like a low dip area, a valley area? or It was just the technology hadn't, it wasn't there yet. You didn't have the cell towers and the satellites and all the bullshit that we have now to be able to talk on the internet while you're driving down the road or to listen to whatever, to be a part of a podcast, you were in a no reception zone that was a 200 mile radius from about Fillmore to St. George plus. There was I'm working, nothing. I'm going through the mountains right now and it's yeah. still going. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> you're down by case. <laughs> Rob, you know where I just passed? Okay, it's the Utah joke, you know, the old, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so what Utah town was I in? Cedar City or Beaver. <laughs> there you go. Beaver. Yeah. So you guys, are you guys from the same area then? Yeah. We're in the same state. He's, oh, he's I got you. 30 miles, 30 to 50 miles south. We're of relative locals to each other. Yeah, okay. we are. We both reside from, in the same ge- geographical area. You're from the Salty Basin. Yes. Gotcha. And so when he's telling Wait, me so I'm going to Disneyland, <laughs> and he's talking about I'm going Literally. to Disneyland and I'm on I-15, I know, and he's like, I'm down by Beaver, I'm down by Fillmore. I know yeah. where he's at. I know, and it's, it's kind of enjoyable to transmit that. Like, oh, yeah, 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 you know that. <laughs> yeah, I know where he's yeah, at. Yeah, and I, I have no idea. Random road name, mm-hmm. random interstate. What, what the random, heck is that? Random fucking town. <laughs> But the fact is, <laughs> here he is broadcasting video as well as audio for the most part. Looks like he froze up there, which we're going to lose him again, probably. But the fact of the matter is 10 years ago, 20 years ago, he wouldn't be doing any of this. Once he got out past a certain point of the valley, it's all radio silence until you get down to Las Vegas itself. Day, or at least St. George, which is down in the southwestern corner of Utah. Okay. Yeah, well, he's still kind of hanging in there, but but it's touch and go. Uh, but it, it's, it's amazing that the technology has come as far as it has. And that's the point. We live at the best of times, even though everyone's saying it's the worst of times. Oh, and there he goes. There he goes, yeah. It's going to be interesting at, you know, at some point, it's all going to go down and, you know, um, people are going to have stories and legends about this time of great, um, you know, I guess just constant information 
and everything else, and they're gonna look, they're gonna look back and go, wow, wow, can't really? believe that happened. This is this is like the the, the Grecian age of enlightenment. You know, we're we're living at the greatest of times right now. And, or so we think. Or so we think. Yeah. And as far as we know, we are the most comfortable. Yes, there's no doubt about that. And there's and, all kinds of people that want to complain about, you know, how they got it so bad. But, you know, it's only because of the convenience of society that we have that they can do such a thing. Right. When it all goes under, they'll... Yeah, they're, probably. they're <laughs> back on this time and be like, God, we had it so good. We had it so good when you could broadcast from your car while you were driving down to Disneyland. Yep. And the kids are going to go, what's Disneyland? And now we're digging up roots again. Right. <laughs> exactly. Digging up roots and, and killing deer with a bow, yep. you know? <laughs> and, you know, that's 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 the true fear. Um, it isn't in, – in some ways, it's probably about dying from this possible end-of-the-world situation. It's just a lot of people have the fear that they've got to go out and re-find re out life again because they haven't had to live – you know, struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know true struggle. Yeah. So I can so say I go, going back to Jack's going going to Jack's thing all I the way back when he was ta ta talking to Jack's thing all about like struggle and he wishes struggle right. upon people to a point. You know, everybody needs that that new thing. If if you find stability or like stability in your life, you're probably doing it wrong because there's always that new thing, that new struggle that you could give yourself to move on to the next great thing you could do with your life. Well, and I've had, I've had to learn that. No, I, and I agree. It's, it's that no one wants to do, you know, everyone wants to be a gangster, but no one wants to do gangster shit when it's time to do gangster shit. This, this is the same idea. You know, yeah. everyone talks about the struggle, but no one wants to actually go through the struggle. You know, until you have to, you know, that it's like, oh, guess we what? You want to hang out at the finish line and pick the winner. <laughs> right. We, we want to do like the whammy. <laughs> exactly. If we could. Just can't. Burden hey, Red Crusader, I do have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? The, the room or wherever it is that you're broadcasting from, every time you come on, you look like you're in a black cave. Where the <laughs> It, Maybe it's like a tent. And remember Blair Witch Project? Like, right. Like, I, you know yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the witch is coming behind <laughs> me, man. Yeah. You're going to start blowing snot out of your nose and crying a little bit, you know, because I'm just like, every time I've seen this dude, at least live, it's like you're in a hole. What, yeah. Like, the, 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 pro bunker. the problem is my top light, um, I got to fix the fan. So I'm kind of down <laughs> to like positional smaller lights. So. You know, I guess I kind of look like a basement dweller. Technically, I'm an attic dweller, but... You're a cave dweller, because I see nothing behind you at all but black. It's like, if there was an abyss, you're, you're like, on the edge of it. What the hell's going on? Oh, here we go. There you all go. Right. You get to see some of it. All right. Now, now I get some perspective. Because, yeah, every, okay. every time you've come on, it's like, dude, are you in a cave? Is are you? Uh, I'm waiting for Atham to show up next to you with his cane. <laughs> oh, hola! Hey! hey. <laughs> I go through these like four bars and suddenly one, and it's gone, and then it's back again. Sorry, guys. Oh, you're good. You're good. 
radio silence yes. and pulse signal. Go ahead. Yeah, that's if, the way. If I had good internet signal and like an actual space to set up some more broad, nicer broadcasting thing, I'd probably have something like you would, but you know. No, it's all good. Like I said, it's just I, I've been curious because, like I said, the last few times I've, I've talked to you online, you look like you're in a cave because I can't see anything behind you. And you got, this, <laughs> you know, you got this interrogation on you. And it's like, God damn, dude, are you in an interrogation cell? Yeah, I'm about to, you know, they're, they're trying to convict me of murder or something, you know. So let me tell you my story. And so I'm just, I was just curious. That's all you know. Because, yeah, from the way it looks, it's always night. It's always dark. It's always dismal. It's like, are you living in the future? <laughs> <laughs> are you broadcasting? There's, there's some radiation burns right here, you know, right. that you, you know, can't see. You totally could do that, you know, be like, guys, <laughs> I'm broadcasting to you from the year 2025. <laughs> hey, hey, I could do some makeup stuff and come on the show sometime and act like I'm on the future. How about that? Should. That would be so fun. Because it would be realistic as well. We have no nothing, no depth to gauge it from. Oh, and and what when I come off the show, like I'll like grab one of my guns and be like, I gotta make some noises in the background and be like, oh, I gotta I gotta fend off the raiders. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. I gotta, I gotta defend the perimeter. I'll see you guys in a while. I gotta talk quietly. Don't want them to hear me. <laughs> you know, I start speaking in code and then I leave. That's right. Hey, dudes, it's ten twenty-five. It's, I gotta go. It's oh eighteen hundred hours. It's ten twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I yeah. There you go. Clean your room. <laughs> hey, I actually did. Thank you. Smells nice in here. Hey, Who's joining well, us? We're gonna pro. Well, it's supposed to be Hey, look at that! Your, your original signal hasn't left yet, and yet here, there we go. <laughs> gonna say, well, right. hey, he's coming from the future. <laughs> Still going, man. Uh, hey, Cameron. That's why I'm on Verizon for it to drop out and come back a lot. <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of Verizon, that says a lot too. Um, for all the shit, all the negativity about Verizon, they definitely have some of the best coverage because I used to have Verizon. And there was a time period where something happened and I and my ex-wife were the only ones that actually had cell signals. We had service. Everyone else, all the other carriers, AT&T, T-Mobile, Sprint, none of them motherfuckers had signals. It was only Verizon. So that speaks a lot, you know, I guess, you know, not to suck Verizon's dick here, but if you want coverage, go for Verizon because some of the other guys, not so much. Even my carrier, eh, they don't have it. Uh-oh. I'm losing everybody now. No, I'm still here. I'm just shutting off my camera so you guys aren't blinded. I'm going to try to find a better way to light myself. No, you're good, dude. Like I said, it's not a big deal. I was just curious. And Cameron, pick it on me. Yeah, Cameron. Uh, yeah, definitely. You're welcome to join. Uh, when I throw up a link, that's for anybody and everybody. Uh, so it's come one, come all. That's all it is. 
Still no. not coming in very good. That's all right. I'm blind, I'm blinding people with the light. That's blinded a- by the light. Oh shit! But we'll 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 get everybody in at some point. All right. We're just gonna do that. No, that works. And now, like I said, it, and it did work. But it was just funny to me because, like I said, I didn't see anything behind you, and it's like, dude, are you in a cell? Are you in? A- <laughs> are you? Are, you know? Are you? I gotta get. Or- I gotta get my PT in for the day, guys. See ya. Try kerosene. Oh shit. Here, I got this for Breeze. Let me get my lighter. How about that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Hey, uh, so Red, real quick, going back yeah. to uh, skills. I know you play guitar. Um, I've only got bits and glimpses. I don't know how long you've been playing, but that is something we should consider. I know, I know, Skelton's got some skills because he and I have talked personally about him, and I know he's utilized them sometimes. Uh, yeah, this is one of those areas, Red, that you don't need to be surprised. You don't need to be Eddie Van Halen. You don't need to be Dimebag Carroll. You don't need to be whoever the guitar virtuosos that you admire. You don't need to be on their level to to monetize it or to utilize it for ability. Okay. Well, and that was that was the point of me making. I made a video. I don't know if you saw it a while back. I caught a glimpse. Yeah. yeah I, that that was the point. It's just to get exposure to get to a point to where I can practice film myself doing it and I'm being happy with it, you know, like filming a lick out of a, you know, a piece of music and that, there you, go. you know, and, and that's the point is if you can do something, I don't care what it is, you can do Mary Had a Little Lamb and, and it sounds like it where people can go, oh, he's doing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay. You know what? You have a skill. Okay. More you do it, obviously, the better your skill becomes, the, the more valuable it becomes. Got it. But start utilizing. Just like where I played that video that Nick did about quarter plate Jesus. Now all of a sudden I'm like, shit, I need to talk to this guy. Okay. By, by this way, Skelton, you're, it seems like you're coming in a little hot. Uh, you're We're getting a lot of. That's road noise. Okay. And now he's disappearing again. <laughs> so, yeah. So, guys, whatever it is, you know something. I don't care what it is. You've been doing it for a while. And, yeah, maybe everyone else does it too, but that doesn't mean that they do. Okay? Consider whatever it is you have. Utilize it. Okay, it, it can be I know how to clean a gun. I, it can be I can play a few licks on a guitar. It can be some of the skills that I'm not going to talk about that that Skelton knows. Uh, that nothing, you know, there's nothing top secret about him, but he's not here to back it up or confirm or deny it. But he's got some skills that can be traded for something else. Okay, I have the ability to just be extremely obnoxious. And so, hey, that, that I, I can do that too. <laughs> so, 
I mean, my obnoxious personality has gotten me onto several different shows. And it's like, okay, obviously it must be worth something to somebody or the, none of these guys would be like, yeah, I don't want you on my fucking show. Get out of here. So you can do these kind of things. You have a skill. You can use it to market it, to make money or to barter for other services. Can so, say, hey, Rob. Yeah. I got a question for you. Like, where, where are you at guitar-wise? I guess if if you want to transition over to that subject. I suck right now because I haven't played in a long time. That's I mean, what, like, what kind of equipment do you own? I mean, because Minecraft's my, my really simplistic. <laughs> well, I own a... I don't even remember the model right now. I'd have to go dig it out of storage to give you an idea. But I own a PV amplifier from PV. It's a 200 watt. I know that it's, it's a big amp. It's not a little amp. It's not as big as say a Marshall stack, but it's probably the next big thing. It's, it's loud. It's, it's enough to break windows and bleed eardrums. Uh, it is something that you could use in a professional arena. That's how big it is. That's how much volume and, and amplification it can put out there. I've never cranked it to 10 because I would break windows and bust eardrums. Cool. Yeah. So that's my amplifier, but it's, it's old. Uh, the guitars I have, uh, my main guitar is a BC Rich NJ Series Warlock. It's cool. It's probably, I, I don't remember uh, what I paid for it when I bought it because that's how old it is. I, I've never. I've never played one myself. Like, how's the tone and how's the feel, I, like I guess. It. Yeah. It, it's, it's a mid-level guitar. There's other guitars like your Ibanez, your your uh, your, your top-of-the-line Fender Stratocasters, your, your Gibsons and all of that that are way better, but you're also going to pay a lot more for them. I bought the, the Warlock because I like the sound that the BC Rich makes. I like the tone. Uh, I like the feel of it. It's not too light. It's not too heavy. I know Gibson's guitars get to be a bit on the heavier end. Uh, this is a lighter guitar, but it's not as light as some of the Fenders are. But it's it's not as responsive or as uh, bright as the Fenders are. Uh, it's it's a lot brighter than some of the Gibsons are. Uh, it to me it's a mid level guitar. There's way better okay. guitars, but you're gonna pay more for them. It's it's not like your Jacksons or your ESPs. Uh, but it's not your no name knockoffs that you can pick up for hundred and fifty bucks. And they sound like I, <laughs> I yeah, that's that's what I got right now because I wanted to get a seven string for a while, sure. and it's Schleckner, so and that's like a kind of knockoff brand. I got it at a pawn store for like four hundred bucks, and that's about it's a little bit more expensive than that if you buy it online. It's the C seven or whatever. Okay, yeah, but so you know, I as cars in so long that I wouldn't even know. You but know, you know that's. That's that's a little bit more of the modern metal scene, I guess, because you got all the gent stuff. But right, yeah. See, in mine, and, and it, it reflects in how it's built because actually the way the front pickups are, yeah, they don't sit flat; they're actually tilted. Yeah. Based, based 
because it's all because with the kind of music I play, it's well I want to play I can't play it, but it's all based on low note kind of like um, strikes I guess you you don't want you have to I guess you kind of have to think of the EQ yeah. and how it goes back and forth in the EQ like you want like a nice solid you know back and forth you don't want it going too far past the EQ or too you know because with your lower kind of notes with your kind of subdivided rhythms you know you, it could get muddy real quick so the pickups are purposely put down on the lower strings so they're not getting a lot of like pickup resonance no, from I the strings right I get what you're but when you get to the higher strings it's picking those up better so basically the pickup is closer to the strings on that end uh when you get into your high notes it, it's tilted away towards the high end and it's further away from your lower end your, your, your chords and your low notes right yeah okay I so. Get what you're so yeah see like my guitar the pickups were set up and i can i can go in and tweak that and do something like that but the default setting the stock setting they're flat across their uh, one set of pickups, one set of humbuckers that is uh, closer to the fretboard, which gives you your your thicker, warmer, darker, deeper tones. And then you've got the pickup that's closer to the whammy bar, closer to the end of the, the strings, which is your your higher notes, your tinier sound, uh, which is great for more of your, your Stratocaster sound. And, right. and typically the way I always play I very seldom use the, the, the humbucker that was closer towards the fretboard because it was too muddy, too neat for me. I, I like a little bit more of the crisper, cleaner notes, the higher end, I guess you could say. And and so everything I did was all off of that other humbucker. End. And you, you could go anywhere and everywhere with your sound quality because it could come from the guitar or you can just tune it, you can tune it in with... Um, like different things before the amp, or you can go straight to the amp and change things on the head. Oh yeah. So well, you, you know, <laughs> in between, in between your guitar and your amp, there was your phasers and your flangers and your your pitch shifters that would change things up depending on what you want to do. And you could modify all three of them simultaneously by tweaking the humbucker, tweaking your tuning on the guitar, then dicking with shit around with your effect pedals, and then of course, you know, your preamp, and then what goes into the amplifier itself and changing the settings on the amplifier, that, you know, you could have a whole different sound from all three and make it sound like a work of art or sound like dog shit. You know, depending right. on what yeah. <laughs> and you know, like uh, you're you're used to more of the traditional kind of setup because probably what you have is a preamp into a bigger bigger yes. output amp right yeah and like 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 for me compared to a lot of more modern music today right and now now the modern solution is like you know any anybody that knows anything about a little bit more modern stuff they're gonna laugh when they hear what I have all all I've got is a line Line six Spider V, which is probably like the one of the crappiest um, like combo amps, like uh, with a bunch of settings, pre settings in it, but you know, aren't that great. Like uh, 
the only one that I can find that's any good that I can tune away from has to be the Ma the Metallica Master of Puppets sound that's just awful. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're talking about. My setup for the most start. part. start. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> most of my setup was a wah pedal just because to, to, to change things up. I have a wah pedal. And that was the major effect pedal that I would use. Beyond that, it was the distortion that I could tune in via the amplifier, via the PV itself, and the reverb. So I could get a concert hall sound out of it or make it sound very flat without a lot of echo, a lot of reverb in it. And I could either immediately dial it in and make it sound very clean with no distortion or minimal distortion. Uh, so it just kind of sounded like your standard six string all the way up to the Metallica-ish distorted sound, the chainsaw buzz. And that was how I ran it for years and years and years and years and years. And even now, you know, some of the stuff you're talking about, it's going right over my head that I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying, dude. Uh, and I, I, I could go even crazier on you. Like um, a lot of modern day solutions for people like with bedroom setups, bedroom studios or what the heck ever. Like I'm even looking in, into it myself because there's so many free plugins for the things that you want to do because all you got to do is spend some money on some a better computer, yeah. some things to plug into. And then all you have to do is have your complete um, simulated studio on the computer and all you have to do is have some decent output um smaller speakers to be able just to have like do everything that you want for free because yeah. there's so many free like high quality vsts and everything out there but that's i've been looking up so because if i wanted that back in the day you had to actually have a studio you had decent microphones you had soundproofing you had uh, you know a 12 a 12 spot mixer board. Uh, you had an engineer that was doing it in real time as you were playing to figure out what sounded best. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. The, the technology today is amazing compared to my day. Uh, everything was analog back in the day that wasn't digital, you know, so everything was kind of in real time. We're the last well, analog and kids, Rob. What's that? We are the last analog generation. Pretty much. Well, and, and if it was, it was a joke because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of those big old clunky drum machines from back in, like oh, the yeah. late '80s. Yeah. Like uh, Joe Satriani's first album, I think, was Drum Machine. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so <laughs> you either yeah, had a big uh, clunky drum machine, right? or you actually had a drummer. You know, you had a guy that yeah. brought the kit and set it up and and pounded away on it while you did your thing. That's what I mean. You know, it's. It's been so long since I've delved into that area that I would be, in a lot of ways, I would be no different, at least as far as the technology goes. I'd be no different than some kid who went out and bought his first guitar today and started taking lessons. And then, oh, well, I'm going to download this and I'm going to download that and I need to buy this and that. I, I would be in the same boat. The only advantage I guess I have is the years of playing that I could say, okay, I don't have as much to catch up on as someone starting out. And the, 
where there's so many plugins and so many things you can do now in a virtual studio, you can use a lot of that technology to mask your inability. And I have another lyric from Rush. <laughs> okay. You can mask your inability where for me, I had to learn how to play it and make it sound clean, make it sound good. It, it's the difference between you can learn how to take a picture in camera and then you either can, okay, I download it off my camera and there's minimal post-production I have to do to it, minimal cleanup I have to do to it that I can put it straight to print or straight to online or whatever it is you're doing versus, well, I took this mediocre photo, but I can spend eight hours in Photoshop and make it look really good. In post Yeah, I can polish a turd up to a point where the photographers I learned from were like, do as much as you can in camera so that you, you minimize your post-production time. It makes it more efficient and more productive for you. So all you may have to do is a little bit of cropping, a little bit of sharpening, and that's about it. And the photo is good to go. And that's, that's how I looked at guitar as well is, well, I, I came from the, the mindset of learn how to play well and that way you don't have to have as many plugins. A bunch of post post amp um, right. You're doing like all post compensation. Right. That oh I can I, think, I can make it sound good without all of the added effects. I think Uh oh. I think less is more in so many things in life. Oh, there goes red. Did you hear me? Just what he was getting to his point too. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, I think there's so much in life where less is more, and I'm finding that with music. Yes, it too. kicked me out. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so many different articles. Point too. Yeah. So bring it like, on. Uh, what were you saying? Go for it. You were. Uh, I think we lost. Red dropped it, out. Or not? Red, are you there? Oh, I, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go you ahead. Go ahead point man. red before you dropped out. You were talking. We were just talking about post production. What were you saying? Oh, uh, I, I was just saying. Um, Skelton had a point, and then you guys probably talked while I left. Well, I know what, what Skelton less. was saying was basically the, the less is more. I just want to let me just quickly articulate. I'm not trying to change the subject, just that uh, I'm a huge music fan, but why am I drawn to so much nostalgic stuff? Yeah, I was a kid of the 80s, and I talk about freaking Depeche Mode, yet their stuff still sounds good to me relative to electronic music today because it was written, there was still songwriting at its core and it wasn't overproduced. And I feel like even the home studio guys doing electronic music can just overdo it. And there are like electronic genres I like where they minimalize, like, uh, I don't know, they call it retro, retro wave, things like that. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, that was a big you know, thing with my gen. Thing, you know, backing off of what you can do to focus on the core of what matters and whatever your little creative output was. So, yeah. Well, I've, I've been looking up a lot of that stuff myself because it'd be neat to kind of throw some, some kind of like small rinky dink mix together just to see if I can do it. And that's, that's what a lot of these guys are doing now is because there's so many cheap free ways to make your own bro studio that I don't know what you think about that. I, 
Are you good, Skelton? I think he... <laughs> I think I lost Are you there? for a good 30 seconds. So I, I have like four bars. Okay. Rob, I'm like coming into Cedar City, but it's like, I'm amazed that I see myself in the StreamYard interface. Because when I hit the link from YouTube, it took me to Safari, opened that up in there, and and so I'm watching my like live stream. But yeah, it's an inconvenient. Kind of, like, on and off for me. Yeah. But I'm just amazed it's working. Uh oh, there he goes. He was just talking about dropping out. There he goes. <laughs> but um, no uh, but there there's all kinds of neat free stuff and. It's really. Oh, no. I I, it's, I it's, wish it's it new. had been around twenty, you know, thirty years ago. You know, I totally wish it had been around when I was younger, because I think of the things that I would have done back then with that technology that we have now. You know, where now it's oh, like, yeah. ah, you know, I, I have other priorities. I got other shit going on, and so right, it's yeah, like, ah, damn, it. you know. Go ahead, Skelton. Go ahead, Skelton. Hey, sorry, I, I, I don't, I'm just, anyway, um, yeah, you talk about just kind of, you've tuned, you're not with, like, all the, the latest and greatest of what you can do with guitar technology and home studios and all that stuff, right? Oh, and I, I'm not either, like, Someone this is all new to me, <laughs> yeah, this, this is all new to me, too, like, I guess, oh, I wonder if I'm, can anyone hear me? Yeah. We can hear you. We can hear you. Hello. Why? <laughs> There's a delay, I'm sure. Okay. Probably. I hear you now, Rob. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. Okay. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, you just... Hair? What'd you say? Dead spots or... I wonder if Ryzen is actually throttling me a little bit because I've been streaming for so long. Because I have unlimited plan, but you know how there's unlimited, unlimited? Right. Yeah, you, well, you so may I, not I be as unlimited be as you think. Right. But to me, sure. I think anyway, it's... So you were talking about, you guys were talking about plugins and home studios and all the endless cornucopia of the, the choices and flavors and, and simulations of things you can just go on endlessly, particularly with music like in a home studio but rob let's so you kind of tuned out to that stuff right right then that's just because but here uh, you are you know, a youtuber in your green screen studio with a lot of sophisticated stuff like you just you <laughs> you went to some you adapted to something else with as a as, i went from a an auditory medium to a visual medium yeah that's what i did you Which, know yeah so i mean you yeah, and I'm kind of doing a similar thing. It's just I, I, it's an interesting discussion to me to talk about creative avenues that you can take, particularly that we can do more and more with our technology in sort of isolation, yet with so much choice that I often think choice is the curse in a way. Yeah. That it's hey, overbearing. I have an idea. Uh, okay. The next sit down I do in two weeks. I want, if you guys are available, again, if you, if you have the time and the means, if you're not doing whatever else, I want you both on uh, because I want to have this discussion in its entirety Oh yeah. to kind of be like, let's talk about technology and creativity and the things we're doing or not doing or want to do, all this stuff that we're kind of touching on right now. I kind of want to make an I episode gotcha. about it. 
Oh, and we should. And let me just say this real cool. quick. I'm also tripping out as a as a divorced dad driving his kids down to Disneyland. <laughs> they are quiet as church mice with their own technology in the car, <laughs> streaming their own stuff. And they're older, so I have none of this are we there yet stuff with little kids. <laughs> One of the awesome joys life. as they get older. <laughs> I mean, dad is streaming live on YouTube while the kids are streaming Netflix or something or music on their phone. Facebook or whatever. And then they're just, it's just, it's blissfully quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not hearing them. I mean, I obviously, I, I caught yeah, a quick glimpse of your kids. Your yeah. Yeah. I caught a quick glimpse of your kids, but yeah, they have their if it wasn't for that, given your camera angle right now, it would be like, yeah, your kids aren't even in the car. It's just you pretending your children are there, but children. not really. <laughs> The funny thing is if I started talking, like, just started, say I would say feminism or red pill. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, dad, shut up. <laughs> shut up, dad. <laughs> oh, they, they don't want to hear it. <laughs> they've been through, they've seen my, well, okay, it's very interesting, actually. I mean, my kids have, yeah, they sort of witnessed the red pill rage phase. Sure. Which wasn't anything totally, uh, necessarily always overt, but like, yeah, I went through my little, it shows up. Oh my gosh! Look what's. Look, I am so. <laughs> yeah, it shows up. Conditions. Yeah, yeah, it shows uh, up. It does. In your body language and what you talk about, when mm -hmm. you go through a certain phase, you you're uneasy about it, and you can't help but like let off a little bit. I suppose. No, I I agree. I agree. So they tolerated it. They're tolerating me now, but it's just kind of funny because like there are certain uh, trigger words like feminism, radical. Uh, the, 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 those having, are trigger having, words for damn having, near everybody. Yeah, but we're having this discussion oh, yeah. that's pretty cool because they understand, I think they understand my point of view that I didn't necessarily go off the deep end. But they've seen that that's different and I think they overall are okay with it. I'm just, I'm different than I used to be. It's yeah. certainly from married well, life to... You, you know, yeah, and I can say the life. same thing. They're still in your life. They're still doing stuff with you. They still want to have contact with you. So your change, you're your doing difference. It good. Yeah, you're you're if you know you're doing it wrong. I guess if you want to use that saying, if they're like, "Dad's a monster," and I want nothing to do with him. Yeah. Nah. Well, well I, so. I, I, I something's, something's going right. Yep. I'm actually a happier person just even having gone through all that. Now I'm. <laughs> The metaphor of the Matrix is, it, it seems silly, nerdy, over the top, but there is sort of a acceptance. Where, you know, hypergamy, yes. I, it is real, but it's it's like life. It's what you make of it, I think, as a man. Right. It's, it is what it is. You either accept it and just roll with the punches of it. I personally am going through a period where I feel like I'm definitely able to see the code and... Uh, get more of what I want instead of making stupid mistakes that I made much younger in life. Nice. Cool. Hey guys, I'm going to cut it here. Uh, I do have things Thanks, to Rob. do. I'm sure you both do as well. You've got to drive. <laughs> drive. Red's got shit to do. <laughs> Seriously though, like on today's what the eighth. So the 22nd of March, okay. I, again, if you guys can, I'd like you to, you know, pencil some time. 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Times when I do the stream. 
I want to talk about creativity and about technology and all that that we've kind of been brushing on. I want to go into more detail with it, and I'd like to have you both on and talk more about it because I know Red's got stuff with music to talk about because he's he knows way more shit than I do about it with Apparently. modern technology. You do. <laughs> surprised me. <laughs> you really do because right. most of my stuff is analog, and it's you know I plug my guitar into my amp and I play. That's that's literally kind of how it is for me compared to what you're talking about. I know Skelton's got stuff with video editing and with all of that that he's done. Uh, I want to talk about that kind of stuff. You know, I can talk about, you know, my stuff here that we're witnessing right now. But I, I want to do that on a different episode. I kind of want to dedicate an episode to that. You know what I can really quick before you go? I want to say the other subject I really want to talk about that I don't really heard many people cover in red pill whatever discussions is looking at your movies and books and, and well music i think i've heard that um yeah music's been covered your red pill lens especially movies and, and storytelling oh we can we can Everything. delve into that as well yeah, kubrick john carpenter so many like my favorite directors i my favorite movies i go why did that appeal to me so much especially that hero's journey kind of masculine dominant hero story okay um yeah now I, but now i see much so much more nuance in uh well i would say storytelling particularly from sure and we can talk about that as well all right a I recommendation i want to make skelton um i just watched a movie here that was based off of the color out of space story from uh lovecraft they got you can rent it on youtube or whatever but it's got nicholas cage in it it's an awesome like modern whatever of that story and it's very john carpentery it's like the thing but it isn't highly suggested it's super gory don't show the kids but <laughs> sorry man i'm gonna go i it went silent i heard nothing but anyway, oh, okay for letting catch the replay on, the on it skeleton okay yeah okay. i have a okay see you man you we'll see you so yeah guys let's right. do that let's plan like i said the 22nd of march the 11 a.m. my time. I don't know what time it is for you, Red, but let's do that. I think it's like one o'clock. Yeah, I think you're a couple hours ahead of me. You're like on Eastern time yeah. or something like that. But let's do that. Let's, you know, have you on uh, if you can. I mean, if you can't, no biggie. But otherwise, I, I, I should like have you on. I should be good. I should be yeah. good. And I'm pretty good at, you know, letting you know the moment I have some kind of other plan because sure. I hate when, because I run a deep, a D and D game, and I hate sure. when my players don't, you know. Yeah, you <laughs> let know, me know give, the moment. Yeah, yeah, give me a heads up. You know, you know all the means and ways to get a hold of me. That if you can't, whatever, let me know. Uh, but let's plan on that. We can talk more about technology and creativity and all that kind of stuff, and making music and all those things. Uh, talk about you know whatever it comes up. We can talk about like what Skelton was talking about with movies and whatnot. We can get into that and have a two three hour discussion on that. And, what about, uh, about that. Jack? Because I'd like to actually physically talk to Jack instead of just over. Uh, if he wants DMs to be a like part of do. it. Yeah. If he wants to be a part of it as well. Because he's, he's probably got some opinions on that too. So Yeah. He's, he's a musician as well. I know he plays drums. And so I'm sure he would have his take on things. And I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to hear what he's got to say about it as well. So well, because, I will, I'll throw the invitation out to him as well. Because I mean, right. Right now we could, or the next cast, we could touch on uh, our things. We're reading Dolph, Dolph, 
Dostoevsky? Yeah, we're reading uh, Demons or The Possessed right now. And there's a couple of observations that I've already kind of made through the lens nice. about. So, I mean, we yeah. can talk about that for a bit. I'll, I'll definitely bring it up to Jack. Um, he and I obviously dialogue quite a bit. Uh, but like I've said to him and said to anyone, when I do this show, it's it's an open forum in the sense that, hey, if you can come on, cool. If not, if you got shit to do, that's fine. It's not a big deal to me. Uh, I'm very fluid that way, very go by the seat of your pants that way. Uh, just like when I, I sent him the link that I was like, hey, I'm going on. If you want to come on, cool. If you got shit to do, no worries. It's not a big deal. You know, and it's okay. it'll be the same thing, but I'm sure he'll come back on if, it, you know, unless he's got shit to do, I'm sure I can get him back on because that's just kind of how he rolls. And so I'm sure we can have this discussion with you, me, him, Skelton, if he wants to be a part of it, other people, if they want to participate, I'm open to all that. So all right, awesome. it, it's very cool. informal that way compared to other uh, broadcasts where they're very you know, we've got this panel, it's this discussion, and that's what we're going to talk about. I, I can see the the benefit of that, but at the same time, I choose to be like, eh, whatever, you guys want to come on, cool, we'll talk about whatever. If not, that's fine too, I don't care, I can ramble for a couple hours on my own. And, so. it, and especially an episode about creative uh, freedoms and mediums yeah. right yeah and and i think that would be a fun episode to bring up that's why i call it the sit down versus red pill whatever i don't want to be shoehorned into we have to stay locked into a particular theme it, we gotta it can talk be about, about hypergamy whatever. man yeah. yeah you know there's other guys who've said it and they've said it better than i could and so to me there's no point in going over that right and, and that's it, to, why i to choose me, what i choose in my opinion, I like all the guys in the sphere, but it's to, it, to me, it just seems like it's kind of dry conversation lately, you know? Well, it's kind I, of redundant, I, you know? It, yeah. it, some of it has already been said, and, you know, other than maybe some real-life examples of, ah, here it is going on in real time, it, it's kind of like, okay, we've already talked about that, you know? it's It's already been said, I get it. And, you know, for guys that are looking for that, there's, like I said, there's other sources that are way more informed than I am about it. And that's why I choose to just call it the sit down where it's like, ah, we're going to talk about, yeah, we'll talk about red pill shit today, or we're going to talk about music, or we're going to talk about movies, or we're going to talk about whatever, you know. Well, and that's why I appreciate your stuff, because you, you've you got your moments where you're touching on sphere stuff, and then you come yeah. back and you can be more realistic kind of like it is on masculine geek where they have those moments you guys have those moments and mm -hmm. then you you know you come into other topics that, and that's the point you know, you know th i'm you trying leave it a little bit more open-ended well yeah and that's that was even kind of the point with masculine geek i know that was one of our mission statements if you will was okay we all kind of came from the red pill in one area or another now we we've we've learned the, the praxology, we've learned the basics, we've learned the foundations, we've applied it, we've seen the results, and now what? What do we do now? You know, what, okay, well, this is life after that, so to speak. It's, you know, you continue on, you still practice those things, you still do those things, you still see those things, but hey, you know, there's more to life. And so that's kind of what we started there, and I've carried it in my own little sphere ever since. 
it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we can talk about hypergamy and the matrix and the wall and whatever else, but we don't have to just stick with that. We can talk about music and it doesn't always even have to be related to the red pill. Red pill. Yeah, just... yeah. It doesn't have to be that. Wow. White snake is great, except they're very blue pilled. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, that yeah. doesn't mean I don't enjoy white snake. I love white snake. You know, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy my music, even though I see it for what it is. You know, I went through the phase where the red pill ruined my music for a while. And now I can go back to it and it's like, oh, I still enjoy it, even though I know what the message is here. I get it, you know, but it doesn't mean I don't enjoy the music. I still enjoy it. I'll still pull it out and play it and jam to it and all that, you know, but let's let's plan on that for the uh, like I said, for the the 22nd. That if you've got yep. the time, let's let's do that, and we can talk. You know, get more into some of the things that you were mentioning. That a lot of it went right over my head. That you know, in a very okay. broad sense, I get it. That it's like, oh, okay, I get it. You're talking about effects. You're talking about studio stuff that didn't exist, or when it did, it was all analog. It was all expensive. It was stuff that I could have never afforded when I was your age or even younger, it was stuff that, you know, it's just, you don't have that option when I was a young guy, you know, me to set up a studio required physical space and required a significant investment of time and money to set it up. And now it's a lot like of money, a lot, of money, <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars to do it. Like, and now you know, thousands it's like, on a mix board. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah thousands on a goddamn track recorder, you know, and now it's like, Oh, you know, you can do it all and spend a couple hundred dollars and have a professional studio right in your computer, you know? Right. And that was just something that didn't exist when I was in my heyday, everything was analog. Everything was expensive. Everything required, you know, you either had to spend significant time, money and space to have it in your home or you had to rent it out from someone else. You had to go to someone else's studio and they needed to know what they were doing to engineer it, to mix it, to make it sound the way you wanted it. All that kind of stuff. That, that was just the reality I grew up with, you know, and, and now I see it and it's like, fuck. You know? Yeah. I'll, I'll have to do my homework and actually come up with kind of more of like a structured bullet list because if, if I try to pull it straight out of my head, I know that I'm not going to touch every point. And, and that's but. okay, whether you do or don't. You know, I'm not expecting a 20-point a bulletin checklist and oh. Red Crusaders become the expert here. That's not what this is about. It's just tell me your experiences. Tell me what you've learned. Share it with everybody else out there so they get some value out of it. It's it's This is your chance to whore yourself out and be your own pimp for you of what your skills and what your knowledge is, just like I do for me. That's and one last point here. So this is really good because now I'm going to spend more time actually looking into this stuff because – I, I looked into it a week ago and I kind of stopped, but now that you're talking about this, it's going to start well, my interest I, again. When and, I bring you on, if you have websites and screenshots and videos or whatever, as long as we don't get a copyright strike or something like that, <laughs> we can do the screen share where, you know, hey, you got something, let's put it up here for everybody to see. Because just describing it, some people may get it. I, I probably won't. I'm going to probably be like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
But if you got links and stuff that, hey, let's pull up the website. Let's look at this shit. At least then I can go, aha, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Let's but do you that. Know, like, like, like for me, it's a really good chance for right now we're tempering steel right now because yeah. you're like, okay, hey, cool. I want you to do this. And it's yeah. going to get me personally invested in, you know, bettering myself to figure out what the hell's going on. Cool. So. You know, even if it means, dude, bring your guitar on and do a couple of chords, do a lick, whatever. Don't worry about, oh, it doesn't sound good enough. Fuck it. It's going to be fine. Figure out a way to plug it in so that we can hear it. You know, I can hear it through my speakers. It's not a microphone next to the amplifier type of thing, but it's coming through just like your microphone is now where we can hear some of these different effects so that when you say, well, there's this effect. Okay, well. Start with a clean guitar with no effects where it's just the bright, crisp notes from the humbucker or whatever. And then now here's this effect. This is what this sounds like. And here's what combining these three sound like. And oh my God, Red Crusaders, Eddie Van Halen. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. I mean, try yeah. it out. Doesn't mean you okay. have to, obviously, but if you can yeah. figure that out, that would be way cool. You know, yeah, that's, that that's... way people can hear it as well as kind of see it on screen type of thing and go, oh shit, that's what he's doing. Okay. Even me that it's like, God, it may revive me that, oh shit, I need to look into this. You know, fuck, I need to get into this now. That way, you know, I can create some of my own music. Maybe we collaborate and put something together, you know, but until then I, I don't really have the motivation to do it. I, I got other shit to do. Gnarly. You know, yeah. But it would be kind of cool, but that's where, okay, the onus is on you, Red. You know, oh, so boy. Put, some, put some shit together. <laughs> like I said, I don't expect it to be polished and perfect. I don't expect a, a 30 point presentation on PowerPoint. It, no, just, hey, here's some things I figured out, Rob. Check it out. Oh, cool. Okay. Bring it on. Let's check it out. So, all right, man. That. Well, all right. All right. Yeah. It's been cool. You got stuff to do and yeah, I don't I got know what I'm going to do, do, but yeah, all I right, man. To do. So guys, thanks for sticking around for the, the handful of you that are still here. Uh, thank you to the guys who watch, who have watched this, you know, earlier on, whether you, you had to go or you didn't. Uh, thanks for those who've stuck it out. Thank you guys for the ones who are catching the replay and hearing it to the bitter end. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe, comment in the comment section. All of those things send tingles to YouTube's JJ and boost the signal and get this out there more. Uh, we'll see you on March 22nd, so in two weeks at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That is the, uh, I'm doing it every two week interval. So subscribe, check it out, hit the notification bell, all that shit. You know what to do. Share this with someone you think would benefit from it. All that stuff, guys. Take care. We'll see you next time. Peace out. That's right. And boom. <laughs>